Hello, welcome back to the 1980s movie graveyard. Today is a special day, and it's a special occasion. Ain't that right, Corey G? That's right. It's Valentine's Day. That's right. Love is in the air, and we're. You gonna... know, I always say Valentine's. Do you times? Remember Pat Patterson? Oh yeah, Stooge. At the St. Valentine's Day massacre fight, he kept going, when Mick Foley gets you in the ring on the St. Valentine's Day, he said like Valentine's like nine times. So ever since then, I just say Valentine's. Valentine's Day. Yeah, it's Valentine's Day. A lot of people right now are eating sushi with their girlfriends or wives out to nice Watching dinner. Deadpool. Watching Deadpool. But we're not. We're here in the recording studio for you, the fan. And we don't mind That's doing right. it. I'm not. Nope. I'm kicking off Valentine's. I'm spending... Valentine's Day with you. I'm ringing in the new year of Valentine's Day with you. That's right. Popping a cold one over here. And by, cold, by cold one, I mean a Diet Pepsi. <laughs> uh, yeah. You guys have shown us a lot of love the last few months, so we want to show you a lot of love. By bringing you... We all know that the most romantic movie of all time is what, Corey? V. No, the romantic movie of all time. Debbie ha- Does Dallas? Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Oh, how on earth did you get that? <laughs> Don't you remember the last time we did Halloween 3, Season of the Witch? It was for Valentine's Day. Wow, has it been that long? Yeah, it has. We did no, it, it. We hasn't. did it with the source. Yeah, really? Yeah, and we kept saying it was the most romantic movie to justify it being Valentine's Day because uh, wow. Atkins was porking all those young girls in it. Man, I didn't realize it'd been that long. This time machine, this time travel trips are just yeah. kind of fucking with me. If you guys want to hear us talk about, do a commentary for Halloween Three: Season of the Witch with Source debating Stonehenge. <laughs> Head over to Hillbilly DVD reviews, but you know to follow that up, we're actually breaking. We can just actually. Why don't we just add that to our feed here? We could, but I would let the. I, I think the when it comes to the Halloween three in particular, I think fans would like a fresh commentary with just you and me with that, and not some guy screaming about Stonehenge nonstop. See, Axel Rotten died. I did see it die. It's a very sad day for the wrestling fan community. How is it sad? Well, I mean, he was only 44 years old. He was an ECW original, and now he passed away very suddenly. He, suddenly, he was, I'm assuming drug-related, they found him dead in his car at a McDonald's. <laughs> I thought he was found dead in a seedy uh, Baltimore hotel. No, the seedy Baltimore hotels across the street from the McDonald's they found his fat ass dead in. Mm. Axel Rotten was supposed to be on one of my old shows. He was supposed to be, a, I was supposed to interview him. And he was sending me, he wanted to send me the onesie twosie lines like, be there at eight. He was like writing like paragraphs and stuff to me, you know? And so this fat lop of shit never shows up to the show. Uh, like three days later, he was on another podcast. He showed up to that one. At least he showed up to that one. It was late. Sounded clearly fucked up. Well, that May you is... rest in peace. Douchebag. Oh, come on. That's outrageous. Can't say that about Axel. Well, Rotten. His memory will live on on ECW tapes throughout the world that you can purchase from RF Video. That's right. I, mean, I would, I would, I would, probably wouldn't recommend you purchase anything from RF Video. You know, whatever. I would, to- I wouldn't appreciate it, but I would tolerate you 
disparaging Big Dick Dudley, but not Axel Rotten. Come on now. We've got to have some standards here on the 1980s movie. Big Dick movie. Dudley's dead? No, but he, I'm, I'm saying if he did, you know, pass away. But he wore a tie-dye. He did. And I, I liked all them Dudleys. That was just ECW's version of Hillbillies. <laughs> yeah, it was. If you really go back and watch ECW, it ain't that original. <laughs> no, it's not. But yeah, so we're actually breaking the format a little bit of the 1980s movie Graveyard. And since, you know, we didn't want to so closely, you know, rest on our laurels of the most romantic movie of all time, we're going to cover the most romantic TV miniseries of all time, ain't we, Corey? Yep, that's right. It's going to be V for Valentine's Day. Welcome to the exciting world of the movies. Smoking is not permitted in this auditorium. It's the law. Certificates are available at the box office. Thanks for helping us keep the theater clean. As you exit the auditorium, please deposit litter in trash receptacles in the lobby. Please be considerate and don't talk during the show. And this was a miniseries that was originally in two parts. So we're going to have to do two different episodes, right? We're not going to do a three-hour EC-style, like, all-day-long extravaganza. It's ECW-style. This isn't wrestling. (laughs) We're not going to do it that way. We're going to break it up. We're going to have some pity on our poor listeners' uh, attention spans and time here. So we're going to be doing the original miniseries part one, as it originally aired on TV. And then... You know, in a week or two, we'll be hitting the feed days, with part ten two. Days. Ten days, yeah. We might we might as well share the uh, formula behind it. We have a new episode come out exactly every ten days. Not every week. Not every two weeks, because that's how everybody else does it. We find our audience enjoys getting an episode roughly every ten days. And if this is well received, because we've had, I don't know if you pay attention, on the Facebook, we had V-Day. We did. Because V-Pictures are through the roof. V pictures went through the roof, and that's kind of what gave us the idea to do this, right? Yeah, and everybody loves everybody loves Diana. She's so hot. I don't care oh, if yeah. she's rats. No. But, uh, <laughs> oh, fuck. But she, or that she looks like a giant iguana. <laughs> and if this goes good, you know, much like they did on you know TV, maybe down the road, maybe in the summertime, I'm thinking maybe before Independence Day 2, maybe we'd do V the final battle. That's right. That's up to you, fans. That's it, it complete. I mean, in a way, because we were inspired to do this episode, you know, partly on all the comments and likes that the V photos got, you know, in a way, it, wouldn't you possibly say that we kind of let the fans decide? Who does that? Who does? <laughs> well, apparently we're the only ones left doing that. So. Yeah. A lot of shit. That's right. But fans... We're really the only game in town, so whether you like it or not, you got to listen to us now. Yeah, everybody's shutting their podcast down here in early 2016, we, you know, but fortunately for us is, uh, you know, we're just kind of getting started here, you know? Yeah. So, and we got old Boyo to thank. <laughs> Boy, Boyo is keeping us afloat in tough times, ain't he? Boyo is the cash cow. Boy, there is not a day that goes by someone ain't listening to Boyo. <laughs> <laughs> a day go by? I think at this point it's almost up to, there ain't an hour that goes by. Yeah, every, someone... every time we check, Deathwish 2 has got another download. 
cousin, before we start the the thing here, uh, I want to show throw a shout out to the Meat for the Beast podcast. Uh, I was away recently. I got behind on a podcast. I listened to their January episode where they covered the Star Wars The Force Awakens. And they said they really appreciated that Terminator recreation we did. And then just for fun, they offered up a recreation of Begbie from Train Spotting being drunk in the pub, beating everybody up. So I appreciate that. Meet for the Beast guys. If you're listening, thank you. We appreciate it. And we've had a couple complaints from fans recently, haven't we, Corey, that, you know, the show is not in enough places. Yeah, you know, I, you know, we're on iTunes, but uh, here, if, if once again, we're going to let the fans decide. Yeah. Now, remember, fans, there are other apps mm-hmm. other than the iTunes. There's the Podomatic. There's the Podcast Express. There's quite a few that that can do them. We're we're on those. Every podcast just seems to find its way on there. But if you want us to be on like a Stitcher or something. That probably won't happen, but no. <laughs> we'll change it to where we post the links right to TalkShoe now, or just the links to our website, which is almost finished. Yeah, we're working on the website, and what the website's going to be is just a blog style. It won't be a lot of clutter. won't be a lot of photos like the Facebook page. Every post will literally just be the link to our episode. So you'll be able to go on there. You'll actually be able to click by month to see what we release each month. You can also just put in your email. Probably the easiest thing is just put in your email address, and then you, every time we do a brand new show, you will get the email saying, hey, here's the new show. Click the link, listen to that. You won't have to go through any third-party websites, any third-party apps. All you need to do is either click a link on a website or, to make it even simpler, a link on your email. So you'll have plenty of time to be playing Carmen Opsley. <laughs> Especially after you retire. Do we have any retired fans here? I would love to know if we have some retired fans who just sit around all day listening to the 1980s movie Graveyard. Uh, I don't know. I think it's possible there are people out there that listen to podcasts all day long, though. Yeah, I know I do at work. I try to, but it seems like the minute I turn on the old headphones, well, I got to listen to the sponge first, but, uh, you know, I I turn on the headphones and that's when some jackass calls me on the phone. (laughs) You got day though. I was listening to Howard Stern. He had, yeah, really the retard was the judge because high pitch Eric and uh, Gary the Elephant Boy, Fred the Elephant Boy, they were getting into. Uh, they were on the special people's court, so I took my phone off the hook. <laughs> you had to stay tuned for that, huh? You're damn right. All right, we bullshitted enough here. It is Valentine's Day. People want to get down to it. We're going to go ahead and get V, the original miniseries, part one, started here. We have the screen. When you put the DVD in, we're watching this on DVD. A uh, little crapper flapper DVD there where part one is on one side and you flip it and it's part two. Because <laughs> it's so long. Um, I don't know if you know this, Corey, but um, this actually aired in high definition uh, about two years ago yeah, on the Sci-Fi, sci-fi channel. channel. And everybody speculated that there would be a Blu-ray release. Unfortunately, that never happened because people are done buying Blu-rays now. <laughs> no, you got to, everything now is codes. Mm-hmm. You got to get the code so you can share with eight of your friends. Nobody ever paid for anything. 
what are these people going to do when them sites run out of money and they start pulling shit out? Yeah, I don't know. They probably won't be able to watch anything ever again, won't they? Nope. Well, yeah, fuck them. I like to actually own DVDs and Blu-rays. I do, too. Although my collection is getting so big, I might have to, when I get a little time later in the year, I might have to thin it out a little bit. I'll take them. Okay. <laughs> that solved it right there. All right, so we're going to get started here. I could, I could even float you a few bucks for shipping. That'd be nice. Shipping. You can have them as long as you pay for shipping. I, okay, we got a deal. All right. All right, so we'll get started here. The beginning when you start this DVD, there's no, even though this is a Warner Brothers DVD, there's no studio logo or nothing. It just starts out with a uh, piece of text here. It says, the starring roles in this film are portrayed by, and then it will show the credits. So that's where we have it paused at on the text it says the starring roles in the film portrayed by this is literally at the three second mark in the dvd as soon as you pop it in so i'm going to say one two three v and when i say v hit play can we just say DVD one two players. three boyo <laughs> no because charles bronson's not in this oh, who cares he's in it in spirit <laughs> all right i'm warming up to that old fat bastard <laughs> oh i'm glad because you used to give me a lot of shit for wanting to do charles bronson films <laughs> All right, everybody, one, two, three, go. Starring roles in this film are portrayed by Jane, Jane Badler. God, she's hot. Even at 62. I did some Googling today. Oh, yeah, me too. Faye Grant don't look too bad either in this show, though. No, she doesn't. It mirrors that Dave Packer guy kind of look like a young David Hess. He actually looks a lot like a young David Hess. See, we're bringing in the sleaze. We are bringing in the king. What was his nickname? The king of rape? Uh, who? David Hess. David Hess. Yeah. I was never a big fan of the dude. His best acting job was in Swamp Thing. <laughs> Swamp Thing? He was in Swamp Thing. I know. I remember him, but he was like barely in it, wasn't he? That's why it was his best acting. That's why I laugh at all them grease balls. Like, yeah, David Hess is the man. I got all of his movies. Bet you ain't got a Swamp Thing, do you? Nobody's got a Swamp Thing. I got it on Blu-ray. I was going to buy the Blu-ray, but it ain't got uh, Adrian Barbeau naked in it. Adrian Barbeau is like the hottest ugly broad out there. She is. She's not pretty. All right, now it's time to play a game called What Am I Eating? I'm going to eat. Steak. I'm going to eat it into the microphone. And let you decide. Fruit snacks. That's right. Kid eats them. There's some dude right there. He's uh, like a revolutionary. He's spewing his propaganda. This is before people that spew propaganda wore them fucking V for vendetta masks. That's right. Before they There's were the Beastmaster. Beastmaster. Beastmaster plays what? A TV cameraman who goes around getting footage without any reporter. <laughs> yeah, I, I never really got that. <laughs> That's some guerrilla journalism right there. You know, one thing I got to say um, about this is for a, a TV mm-hmm. a miniseries, the production values in this are just amazing, actually. I mean, it doesn't even look cheap now to this day. Yeah, this opening, I think it's supposed to be like El Salvador. And they're just, like, filming the news crew here, Beastmaster, the cameraman. They're just filming this helicopter fly around and shoot people. 
But uh, this opening sequence is about 20 minutes long. So I'm going to give you a chance to go for a bonus round of uh, what am I eating. Now, you guessed correctly I'm eating fruit snacks. But what kind of fruit snacks are, are I'm eating? I'll give you a hint. It's based on an upcoming comic book film that everybody's looking forward to. Superman, Batman, fruit snacks. No, no, I said a comic book movie that lots of people are looking forward to. Oh, Deadpool. Deadpool is too R-rated to have fruit snacks. A comic book movie. Comes out in a couple months. Captain America. That's right, Civil War fruit snacks. They got the shape of uh, Iron Man, Hawkeye, which I don't understand because I don't think he's in it. But they also have added Ant-Man heads in here as well as Black Panther fruit snacks in here. You know, the uh, Ant-Man movie was okay. It was good. It was funny. It was a situation comedy. It wasn't a superhero movie. Right. Well, yeah, that was the point, though. I think I'm Guardians of God Guardians of Galaxy was like sitcom. Oh, the Guardians of the Galaxy was funny. The Guardians of the Galaxy also highly overrated. Yes. Although it is better than The Force Awakens. Uh, speaking of better than Star Wars, uh, it made it official yesterday. Fast and Furious 9 is 2019. Fast and Furious 10 is 2021. There you go. 21? Every two years. Okay, every two years. Next year is part eight. Okay. But they haven't started filming yet, have they? Um, I think he must be working on Triple X now, because a lot of the pictures I see, like, they're from the back, but you, you clearly tell it's him as Xander Cage. Nice. Yeah, I kept hearing that they might do Triple X, too. I keep hearing that Jet Li might be the villain, but I don't know. Yeah, I think he's official now. It's either Jet Li or Tony Jaa. I can't remember. I heard they both might be, and, like, Tony Jaa might be the henchman or something. Sure. All right, getting back to V here, because I listened to the commentary track for a little bit last night. This is actually a very dangerous stunt. This car in the river and the helicopter right above it. The uh, the village part that they filmed a little bit earlier where it started out with, that was actually the same set, unfortunately, where the Twilight Zone helicopter crash happened. Never saw that movie. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's just very unfortunate what happened to Vic Morrow and a couple young children. I never liked the show, though. Well, I w we weren't even alive when the show was on, were we? No, I tried to watch it in reruns. I just don't... wasn't ever my thing. See, I watched it in reruns as a kid, and some of them I loved, and some of them I couldn't stand. Depends on you the... You know, I gotta tell you, these, these mercenaries here... The reason they ain't ever winning nothing is they don't know how to shoot anybody. They've been shooting at this TV news crew for, what, 25 minutes now? Yeah, cameraman is running from a, a, a helicopter. And I don't understand, like, the camera... Here's your first big, here's the first big reveal. Yeah, the camera... The helicopter just went away. Beastmaster here, he's going to film these guys until they shoot him dead, ain't he? Yeah. Then they left, and they turn around, here's where you see the big UFO, which was... And, and, and they admit it. Uh, Independence Day ripped off the, the lot of these um, reveal scenes here. Yeah, Independence Day really stole from this movie with the 50 ships around the world and all that. And, and to their credit, if you watch the commentary on that Independence Day uh, disc, th th they admit it. I mean, they can admit it all they want, but 
It doesn't make them any less original. It's kind of like J.J. Abrams, how he admits he stole Star Wars to make new Star Wars. It still doesn't make it right. Does he admit he stole the robot from Deadly Friend? He actually did ruin it. That he's the one that oh. he's the one. That, he's actually personally out of his pocket to thank them. He's the one a restoration restoration of a Deadly Friend for a Blu-ray release. Never saw Force Awakens. Don't care about it. I've already spoiled it on a previous <laughs> podcast. I would well, like this music. Yeah, this is the part where it's like doom, 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 doom. Now, were you with it through the whole thing, like the V V to final battle, and then the series? Oh yeah, I've seen them all, cousin, and I watched them all in reruns. There was a there was actually a station. It was like an independent station, like a syndication station, you know. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, in like the late '80s, they actually took all the miniseries and the series. And they cut them up into one-hour episodes, and they just showed it like it was a long TV series, like every summer for like two, you know, every two or three years, just during summertime, they would put V on. It was so like I, you know, before these came out on video where you could buy them or whatever. Like I, I was watching it for years and years. Like, you know, I was a big fan of this one. It originally aired too on NBC or whatever. Oh yeah, I, I was uh, huge into V. I have, I still to this day have the comic books. I have the the lizard figure. I have uh, some of the paperbacks, which I wasn't a fan because it was different characters, and I still have my bubblegum cards. Yeah, I have some of the comics, but I don't know why I never like I didn't even know about the lizard figure until years and years later. I used to always go to toy stores. I must have missed it somehow. I got mine at a comic book store when I was a little kid, and yeah. I don't. I think you could. I don't think it's worth anything. I, I don't think any V. Merchandise is worth. I think there's a ship, but I don't have it. Yeah, there's not. There's actually not a whole lot out there that that action figure. Well, it's really more of like a doll, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's just. I mean, I don't have the box or anything. It's just a doll, and you take its head off. Or there's like a little. You take the little. It's like a mask, like a six million dollar man mask. You just kind of pops off. Yeah. Now this scene with the archaeologists digging the skull out while they look up and the alien ship comes. This clearly inspired the beginning of Jurassic Park, wouldn't you say? Oh, most definitely. Yeah. I, I mean, like Jurassic World, though, I won't lie. Oh. <laughs> a lot of people do, though. A lot of people, uh, like, it's weird. Like, I've seen a lot of people say that they think Jurassic World is better than Jurassic Park, that they think The Force Awakens is better than the original Star Wars. I think I think Jurassic World is better than Jurassic Park. I'll, I'll buy into that. And lots of people say that Creed is better than Rocky. That's the main one I can't get on board with. You know, I started reading the synopsis of Creed and I fell asleep. <laughs> did you? <laughs> did you just fall asleep with the tablet in your hand? Or how did it work? Speaking of black dudes, this dude here, who's not Creed, did go on to play in a hit James Belushi movie, The Principal. He was the gang leader. Now, After that, I don't know what happened to him. Well, let's talk about this guy. He was in a lot of popular movies at the time. They know he's playing criminals and shit. But uh, he actually broke into this house <laughs> to rob it. And the first thing he does is he turns on the TV and starts watching it, seeing all the news of the aliens coming and shit. He's one shitty-ass criminal. Yeah, if, no, if you broke into somebody's house and start watching the TV, like, aren't you, does that greatly increase your risk of getting caught by the police or the owner of the house? One would think, why not just take the TV and watch it when you get home? Exactly. What was he trying to turn on to make sure it worked? I, it was a small TV. Maybe he thought he could take it, and he wanted to see if it worked, and he's seen all this alien bullshit. 
I thought this was funny that these people get introduced by their daughter getting run over. <laughs> because all these people see the spaceships. Yeah. Now, there's actually a ghost in this shot right here where there, you see everybody from behind. Uh, the girl, you know, the girl here with the flowery shirt on, if you, you look at the from behind shot, that's actually Dominique Dunn, who was the original actress to play the teenage daughter. And unfortunately, she was murdered during the making of this movie. Not on the set, but at her house, she was murdered by her boyfriend. So there, you can see her again there, hugging the lady. And then they had to reshoot everything with that Blair Tefkin girl in her role. And there was David Hess Jr. David Hess Jr. was actually at the house when that girl got murdered. Really? Yeah, he was afraid in, inside the house, calling police for help. But it was too late. Her boyfriend strangled her in the driveway. Dominique Dunn I was, did not she, know she, any of that. Yeah, she played the daughter in the original Poltergeist. That's what people will know her from. I'm not, you know, that's one one uh, group of films I've never been a huge fan. And I actually kind of found the original Poltergeist to be quite dull. <laughs> Well, I think that's the point of it, though, because it ain't even supposed to be like a family horror film. I've never seen the remake. I saw the remake when it came out. It was it was okay for what it was, but like most remakes, it's really not ever really worth watching again. Now, I, uh, some of these characters did go back to be on the TV series, but I don't know what happened with the TV series, but a lot of them started moving or getting uh, killed off. Yeah, the, with the t when it went to the full-time TV series, most of the characters from the sh the miniseries ones, they were in like the first couple episodes, and then they are like, we're moving out of town, and they left. <laughs> we're getting killed. We're getting killed right away, yeah. The Beastmaster commanded a top salary, so. <laughs> he did. They couldn't even keep the teenage daughter. No, she moved. She left town with Michael Ironside. She did with Ham. Was his name Ham Tyler? Yep, Ham Tyler. Yeah. Here and, we, his, and his big fat partner was Chris when you thought he could have been Ham because he was, you know, fat the, guy. The fat guy, yeah. Now, here's uh, the character Julie, who I never quite understood what she was. Was she was a doctor or a scientist? She's a scientist. Yeah, when I was a kid, I thought she was a doctor, but I think she's just a scientist. I think she's kind of frumpy looking. She is, but she has a pretty face and pretty eyes, I think. Yeah, I always remember the scene where she's in that, like, bodysuit, you know, in the yeah. chamber. All sweating and shit. Mm-hmm. But I th I think it was intentional that they that they had to get a blonde actress to be, like, the opposite of Diana, who had dark hair, you know? Diana's hot. I mean, I, I can't stress enough how hot she is. Well, if the fans are, you know, watching along with this, you know, with us, they're they're going to know that. What do you What do you think about um of uh, the girl here, the teenage girl? She looks like Sarah Jessica Parker with Down syndrome. Wow. I don't know how you follow it up. The, the family's eating some fake KFC here. They are, aren't they? Because I thought it was KFC, but when you look at it closely on the bag, you could see the one bag, it just said fried chicken on it. <laughs> CKF. CKF, yeah, that's right. I have to say, I have to okay. say that though, these scenes are pretty good of everybody just watching the TV. It's a good way to get you all the information about the alien invasion coming. And the thing is, and, and especially for this, there's there's no action in this first two hours. I don't. No, there, no, there's no. none. It's it's straight. The, like the last five minutes, maybe. 
But even as a kid, you're hooked on it. You're interested in it. Yeah, when I watched this other day, it wasn't a complaint because I was in the story. But I was like, wow, I don't remember the beginning being such a slow, you know, informational buildup. My wife, yeah, this is maybe about 10 years ago or so, had, when these all came out on DVD and I bought them all, she had said she had never seen any of them. So, like, we watched yeah, like, in the span of, like, a week and a half, we had watched, you know, all the five parts of the respected film and then the whole TV series. And yeah. she actually really liked it. Yeah, speaking of this DVD, I want to highly recommend this DVD because when I got it, you know, I kind of didn't want to buy it because I was like, oh, a TV show, old TV show. When I got it, I was happy to see it's widescreen. It looks mm-hmm. fucking awesome because apparently... They shot the open frame with the mind that maybe this could be released into theaters. So they actually did a pretty good job of shooting it widescreen, even though it was originally broadcast, you know, square on TV. Well, I just don't like that it's in the old crapper flapper. Well, <laughs> that's Warner Brothers for you. Yeah. Let me tell you what, I got some, I got uh, the spirit. Not that horrible piece of shit with Samuel Jackson, but the old one with Sam Jones. The Warner Brother Archive put that out. Mm-hmm. Warner Brother Archive are the laziest people when it comes to some of their transfers. Okay. They don't even try to clean it. They just put that VHS in one of them DVD recording machines. Yeah, you can tell this this V though. They you know well they did do a high def you know master because they showed it on Sci Fi, but you can tell this was taken from the high def version because. This looks really good for a DVD. You know what I mean? I want to figure out why David Hess Jr. had never with his own family. Well, because he why was is always... he leeching their chicken? He's always getting in trouble. Well, would you be at home with your with your old sad grandpa? <laughs> or would you be next door with, like, the two teenage daughters? Because if he doesn't get things going the with the older two. one, he can just wait a couple years for that the younger sister to grow up and get another shot. It's true. I don't recognize that. Yeah, there he is. That's not even his family. Mm-hmm. He's eating all the food, though. Hmm. Now, the CFKs. Yeah. CFK. Now, that family, I can't remember their last name right now, but the family that he's always hanging out with, did you notice their TV was sitting on wooden blocks on the fireplace? Uh-uh. No, yeah, nobody has a proper TV stand. Watch next time they cut back to their house. It, 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 like Because they keep doing a close-up of the TV. It's sitting on like the bottom of the fireplace where the like this the brick is wedged onto a couple wooden boards. <laughs> I'll be the first person you've heard me admit it a million times. I hate that fucking euphemism shit in right. TV shows and movies. This clearly, oh yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's on a it. two by four. Yeah, it's, it's hacksaw Jim Duggan's house. <laughs> they put they put the TV on two by fours, but they still put all the family photos on top of the TV. <laughs> I don't. Right there, that's clearly a Nazi symbol. That's clearly yeah. a swastika. The visitor symbol, yeah. Because yeah, like this that. movie is the the it's based on a book, which name I don't remember. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's originally this was supposed to be written as you know like a story of like kind of like almost like a Nazi movement, but science fiction was popular, so they changed it to aliens. Mm-hmm. And then J.J. Abrams took the Nazism. And put it in The Force Awakens, because there's a whole scene just like this in Force Awakens where they're standing in front of, the stormtroopers are standing in front of, like, fake Nazi flags. You can say what you want about George Lucas, but they didn't actually have Empire Nazi flags in the original Star Wars. Han Solo dies in that movie, fans. Uh, I, 
I'm not even going to put a spoilers warning on this because I think everybody knows that by now. I think they knew it when I said it a month ago. Well, no, because you said it like two days after the movie came out. The, them shows were selling out, cousin. People couldn't get in right away. Uh, damn nerds were already there. It took, took me over a month to see it. That was about your... want to see it. Yeah, I didn't want to see it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so Beastmaster, they said he won a lottery <laughs> to come videotape the spaceship landing. Don't you he find that? He should. Why would he be in the lottery? He's one of the first people to film it. He got the exclusive. <laughs> but that's I know. But this ain't to get to this one for the grand announcement where the alien fucker is going to come out. Well, I don't <laughs> get those. Doesn't lottery. your normal reporter have a cameraman? Right. I mean, what was he going to do? Just film it and then dub in somebody's voice? Because <laughs> the Asian guy that was with him in, in the jungle there, he wasn't a reporter either. No, but he's with them again. I don't know what purpose he serves. I think he's supposed to be like the technical guy to like hold the cable or something, but he don't do shit. There's Paul Winfield. It's not Paul Winfield. (laughs) Who is that? What's that brother's name? He was on Herman's Head. He played Mr. Bracco. I forget his name, but yeah, it's not Paul Winfield. He's the one that's not Paul Winfield. We should talk about Leonardo Cimino here, a very well-respected Italian actor actually playing the Jewish grandfather in this role. And I'll be, and like, no kidding, uh, his performance and his storyline is what really makes this first uh, miniseries for me. Uh, I was pretty much sold on Diana. I'm talking about from an emotional story standpoint. So am I, because you know what? I would fucking turn on my planet for a night to bang her. Well, you are aware, because, I mean, if people are listening to this, they've seen V before. You're aware that she doesn't have a real vagina, right? Look, I could get like past that. She's got, she's got something down there. I'm good. But, um, as long as she leaves the human skin thing on, we're, we're all good. It's just rubber, though, when you touch it. It'd be like... It'd be literally like having, you know, with a sex doll or something. It's not going to, you know. Oh, wait a minute. Speaking of that, Sonny is at it again, fans. <laughs> I know. Sonny has just released Sunny Side Up, a movie <laughs> that she did, a porn that she did. What production value? She did it in one day. <laughs> yeah, Within the span of two days, she had filmed it. And it was already up on video on demand. Yeah, because that got announced that she was going to do that, and then, like, literally three days later, they announced it was out. Yeah, it was already out. Now, they have the leader of the United Nations go up into the spaceship, and then he comes out with this guy. Now, do you think the aliens pick, you know, because you've seen all the people that they have in their ranks there, you know, that fool people and stuff. Do you think... They picked their leader being some old-ass man that nobody cares about. You think that was a wise choice? Uh, yeah, because he's kind of that friendly grandfather-like looking. He's clearly just a puppet. But all the other ones, like Diana, then, they're all like younger, attractive people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But this guy looks trustworthy, kind of like Merv Griffin. He actually looks a lot like Merv Griffin. David Hess and um, Corky's sister there. You keep calling that guy David Hess, but his name really is David in real life. Is it? I don't yeah. know much about him. I just know he, he he took the payoff. He turned on his family and joined the Visitor Youth. Yeah, <laughs> the Nazi Youth. Yeah, his, I think they were called the Visitor Youth. Where they were the yeah, youth, they were, it was like a youth program. Youth. <laughs> yeah, his, his real name's David Packer. 
that old lady was in the, she made most of these people made their way into the final battle, which the uh, Kenneth Johnson, the creator, this was not a fan of the final battle. Mm-hmm. Cause he got fired from it. When I read his V the second generation book to see what his original ending was. It sucked. Yeah. Oh God. That was a horrible book. Yeah. Final battle is awesome. I think this one, the first two V episodes they were the best in all honesty. They just need a prettier girl. They didn't need to have her in there. Who are you talking? Again, her whole her whole family's kind of ugly. I think the the younger sister would grow up and probably be good looking. There's a rumor that Victoria Justice is going to be in the next "I Spit on Your Grave" movie. <laughs> what? I've read it. Wait, I'm confused. Who's Victoria Justice? What? <clears throat> Who is Victoria Justice? Victoria Justice, Google her. She was on that kid's show, Victorious. Oh, now right, yeah. She hot. was She was in Fun Size, the Halloween yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, her. Yeah. I I got confused. I thought you were going to say Victoria Jackson, the old fat lady from SNL. No, I'm talking about Victoria Justice. Yeah, she's I, actually... I've only seen her in Fun Size, but she's actually a good actress. She's hot, too. But ain't she like 16 years old or something? How's she going to do it? She's like 20-something years old. Oh, she grew up? She always was. I think she's like 24, 25, 26, somewhere in there. Oh, okay. Not like uh, Ariana Grande, whoever. Ariana Grande's hot, too. No, she's not. She's way too skinny. Yeah, I got to admit that she's skinny. I think Elizabeth Giles is hot as hell. I don't know who that is, cousin. Google her. She's on that. She was also on Victorious, but now that was a breeding ground for these whores. But now she's on that sex, drugs, and rock and roll with uh, Dennis Leary. Horrible, horrible show. Is it? I want to talk mm-hmm. about V, though. This I old, do too, but nothing's going on. Well, the old man, he's still giving a speech how, you know, we just need some resources. In exchange, yeah. we'll cure all these, like, diseases and shit. We'll give you our cure for cancer. We'll clean up this. And... Now, who was this older lady? Because she was always with the um, the grandpa character for the Jewish family. But she wasn't his wife because they didn't live together. But, like, during the I think day... she was, like, just his squeeze. His friend, okay. Because during the daytime, they're always walking around together. But at night, he's at home with his family, his grandson and shit. That's uh, that the other lady there, the more affluent lady here next to this dude. Her, that's the Beastmaster's mom. Yeah, you know, I had totally forgotten about that when I watched this the other day. Like, they don't really tell you, like, until halfway through the episode that it's his mom. Okay, she sells his punk ass out fast. Yeah, she's like a rich socialite old lady who wants the attention of the aliens. Because that's the thing is, like, the aliens come because they're all friendly and good-looking people and shit. Everybody wants to get on their good side and as the rich... Whatever lady, she she starts sucking up to them right away. Then there's that. That's a cool lamp. I don't know why. It just is. It is. That old guy always frowned. He just kind of made me feel depressed. (laughs) Well, that was the point of his character because he was the the Holocaust survivor. Now, okay, these aliens land, and you clearly admit that they're symbols of swastika. Wouldn't you be sad if you were him, too, that killed his wife? Well, a little bit. Yeah. He's doing okay, though. He's got some new piece of ass. I like this giant blurry uh, projection television that Beastmaster's mom has. Well, at least hers ain't on a two-by-four on a brick. That's right. 
I love that the, uh, and that's another thing too, is like the, um, the older black guy, they don't even like tell you till halfway through that he's the father of the younger black doctor and of the black crook guy. But eventually. Yeah, the crook's name is, um, don't tell me fans. Like you can't talk to me now. I'm recording this. Isn't it, uh, like Isaac? I thought it was Leon. No. Let's see. He opens his own restaurant in the series. I don't think we're right on either one of them. Because Willie goes to work for him. I think it is Isaac. I'm trying to look up right now. Because we should at least know the character names. I know the actors' names most of the time. But I don't know. Let's see. Seen Beastmaster, and they had such a nice ride on the ship; it got her horny. Yeah the the doctor one is Doctor Ben Taylor, and then his younger brother, who's the crook, is Elias. That's his name. Elias. I was close. Yeah. And then the dad. Let's see. Paul Winfield. No, it's not Paul Winfield. It's Jason Bernard. I knew it was Jason something. He's Caleb. Oh. They haven't shown Diana yet. I don't think they show her for a little bit. Not until they land at that uh, beer plant or whatever it was. Now, see, here's what I don't get. Like, I get they're, they're like, the one ship's over, like, uh, you know, that refinery. You got one on the desert there. And then you have one in just some random neighborhood. <laughs> what confused me was like this part here was this. Well, I guess because the United Nations are in New York, but uh, they're in New York, and that lady had an apartment in New York. But like the rest of the series takes place in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. They but, moved. Like they don't really tell you that all the other. Yeah, like there she is. Yeah, there's Diana. Like, they don't tell you Beastmaster has to get over to Los Angeles where the rest of everything takes place. Like, they never explain to you, like, where everybody is, but everybody's pretty much in the same city except for the this part here where they land over New York. Yeah. And they're, you know, they're giving them the tour, you know, make it all friendly, so. Because you, I mean, like, you know right away because it's a sci-fi movie is some shenanigans going to happen, but... They don't reveal it. They they take a while to reveal it. It's toward the end that you get the reveal, and it's actually voted one of the best reveals in television. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty shocking, I'd say. She's trying to rape him. Well, that's his girlfriend, so I mean, I'm sure she can initiate some, you know, like There's I, cursing. Yeah, some cursing going on. I just think it's funny that you know, because she's another one, because you know they're they're a romantic couple, Beastmaster and the reporter lady here. But she quickly sells them out, too, to keep getting that visitor scoop, don't she? Mm-hmm. Like, my thing was, like, when everybody, like, Beastmaster and the Resistance, they find out what the aliens are really up to, like, it's like, they nobody wants to ever believe it, because they're like, they're like, but I'm popular, I'm friends with these aliens, I don't want to believe yeah. it. It's like, how long are, can you really be friends with them while they're killing everybody, you know what I mean? When, you know, in the, uh... In the final battle, when they're showing, like, all these people they got, you know, in fucking pods that they're going to eat. Yeah. Did nobody notice that there was, like, cities missing? <laughs> Entire cities. I mean, these people weren't grabbing, like, onesies, twosies. They had thousands of people up there. Now, here's, like, the visitors landing to work at the uh, power plant here. 
And is uh, it a power plant? What is it? I don't even remember. It's some kind of chemical plant, actually, is what it is. They're making some kind of compound that they, the because the aliens are actually like stealing the water, but but in uh, the people to eat or something. But they, they basically they make this gas because remember when um, Beastmaster goes up, he sees the worker guy because like they take the gas, you know, cells or tanks or whatever up to the motherships, and then like they just release the gas into the air. Because Beastmaster finds that out, like, why, why are they doing all this work? Like, all this shit is actually just a cover. They don't need these resources. They pretty much, no. just, they pretty much just need to come and steal people to eat. In our water. In our water, yeah. Pretty sure. Unless I'm just misremembering that, but they do steal the water, don't they? Yeah, that was their main thing. Their planet's dry. They, they come to, yeah, they come to take all our water and just use us as food. Yeah. God, she's hot. There's your girl, Diana. I liked it better in the series when she wore more of the spandex uniform. Yeah. This is just the very beginning. Now, I find it interesting here. They land here at this power plant or chemical making plant, I should say. And they, uh, they have a high school band come to play this theme to Star Wars. Now, this 20-minute segment just has a theme to Star Wars played by a marching band over and over. Did you notice this? And they're holding a swastika. <laughs> yeah. They, the kids at the high school got together in the art department and made swastika like boards to hold up. Didn't anyone catch on to that? They're like, you know... This is not too PC. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was 1983. So, oh, there is an old guy visitor in the group. Oh, yeah, this is, there's the... yeah. See how she just totally gets mesmerized by this uh, the high school girl Blair you know playing who he Robin. Looks like you know who he looks like a little bit. Hmm. The evil waiter dude in Private Resort. He does the the one that was. Um, yeah, Michael Bowen. It's not him, but he does look like him. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, the jean jacket with fur. Mm-hmm. The most hideous jacket ever. <laughs> the jean jacket with fur. No, it's corduroy, ain't it? I don't know. I think that's ugly. Just like that lady. There's some ugly-ass broads in here. That's why everybody had no problem turning on their, their city for that alien. She's hot. Yeah, the chemical. Well, I see you're a bunch of hideous broads in this town. The chemical making plant actually has a waitress at it. Did you notice that? <laughs> yeah, ship. Is there a cafeteria there or a food truck? I think it's a food truck, but she acts like a waitress. Like she actually walks around the chemical plant. She's taking orders. She don't want them to have to wait in line. <laughs> Doesn't he remind you of uh, that new Asian dude? That's funny. The one from The Hangover. <laughs> Ken Jeong. Yeah, doesn't that dude kind of remind you of him? His voice, not so much the look. Well, there's an Asian lady visitor. Not so much his face, but his voice does. See, these two motherfuckers ain't moved. They're just drinking coffee 24-7. <laughs> Every night, they just watch the visitors. I See, hear- they're always giving him shit because he keeps losing his job. <laughs> yeah, he quit or some bullshit. He didn't like his manager, I guess. Yeah. Says, Dad, would you just get off my case? He just wants to go join those aliens already. Now, Ju- Ju- what's her name? Julia in this? Julie Parrish. Julie Parrish, yeah. She has a stockbroker boyfriend who keeps taking off work because he wants to keep reading about these aliens. <laughs> yeah, the market closed. I'd be buying stock in that power plant right there, that fucking chemical, chemical place. Yeah, because they're going to be working nonstop. Because the narrative really jumps around here. Here's the Maxwells. That's what this family is. <clears throat> Excuse me. They're, uh, the father's a scientist. I'm not sure. I think the mom's just a house mom. 
But she went to a, uh, like a big, you know, whatever party at Beastmaster's mom's house, the debutante party, the 67-year-old debutante, where they had the head visitor guy there who, this is the only guy I really don't like, because he so obviously has a stick up his ass and evil. Like, even Diana could fool you. Like, she was cold acting, but she could fool you with, like, a fake smile right now. This guy just, didn't he always walk around like a prick, this guy? Yeah, and one of the first things she noticed when she shook his hand, it was cold, like a yeah. reptile. Yeah. Now, they show this real quick right here. They show this other blonde lady visitor. She's not bad looking either. But she would come Ooh. back later as one of the people that tries to help Beastmaster. Yeah, because there's the fifth element, you know, the traitors. Yeah. The bad guy aliens. Yeah. Now, if the if the whatever visitors are wearing rubber skin, if he's shaking hands all night, ain't everybody the palm of the oils and shit is going to rot away into that latex and make I'm, that hand I'm thinking if, if I'm thinking if they can cure cancer, they figured out a way around the latex. <laughs> <laughs> and the scientist dad, uh, Mister Maxwell here, he knows that the birds didn't like it when the visitor man walked by. Well, see, and that's what the scientists in this are really like to. The Jewish people, you know, with the Nazis, it's the scientist people that they're trying to get rid of. They keep, like, disappearing. Yeah. No one notices that, even though it's, like, randomly on the news. Like, the 15 scientists this week has gone missing. Exactly. Then if you change the channel, you hear a piece of Stonehenge has gone missing. (laughs) (laughs) And Atkins walked by holding his beer. But the, um... It was kind of weird, though, that Beastmaster's mom... I mean, she's a rich lady. She could afford anything she wanted for her big soiree or party. But she kept uh, cages of parakeets outside as decorations. Yeah. What do you want for your soiree? An alien. (laughs) An alien walking amongst cages of birds. And he didn't even have a suit. Mm. See, because here's a scientist right here. Yeah, he, he... Well, he's an archaeologist... So was Mr. Maxwell. And, uh, yeah, like, he, uh, they were uncovering that skull in that Jurassic Park watch in the beginning. And this is, this is literally only the second time you've seen this old man. We're only 36 minutes into the miniseries, and he's going to get killed by a visitor right here. Well, if you notice, too, like, he knew the, the shape of the skull. Right. Like, he was noticing from them being on TV, I guess, the they didn't have a human-shaped skull. That's what it was? Yeah, because they had more of like a lizard skull. There's Freddy Krueger, the man that went on to the most success after this show. Well, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Beastmaster hung in there for a couple of years. Yeah. You know, I'm not a fan of the Beastmaster movie, to be honest with you. See, I like the first one, but I remember they made part two like ten years later. I remember going oh, to see it with my awful. dad. It was awful. But see, I didn't think part one was that great. I think it's just it was on. If you had HBO, it was on every day. Yeah. And it was one of the first movies to be, like, on videotape when, like, video stores first came up, you know? Mm-hmm. Here's what I don't get about this lazy fuck here, David Hess, when it's like, yeah, students can join to volunteer their time. He can't get a job, so he takes a job for free, and now he has purpose. Well, he gets to be around the aliens. That's why. That's true. Maybe he used his power to get some of that ugly broad there. Yeah, Robin here. Actually, I like her. I don't think she's bad at all. Her hair is a little whatever, but but uh, pretty much this is the Valentine's Day tie-in right here. Is Robin's love for the visitor? What she's is, hideous. 
Well, I mean, how good looking do you have to be to have sex with a giant lizard man, really? Her nose looks like an upside down cock. Nah, she's fine. She's on. Uh, then again, it ain't like Willie's doing any better with the with the, the chemical plant waitress. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, see, see, she's from the food tray, but she's carrying a food tray around the chemical plant here. But, and I wouldn't, and, you know, I'm not sure what they're manufacturing, but I shouldn't want nobody dropping lettuce in that kind of chemicals. Exactly. His dumb ass is lost. He's a He's very a dumb man. alien. He is. He didn't study or read his books. Mm-hmm. Well, he speaks English like real terrible, like an immigrant person. And they explained that he was originally supposed to go to like Saudi Arabia or somewhere. Yeah, he learned the wrong language. <laughs> well, he, no, he, he learned the right language, but they, he was a last-minute transfer, I guess is what you're supposed to think. Well, the thing, too, with him is, I don't know why anybody would watch this big. He would make the perfect killer in your dreams. <laughs> well, to be fair, you know, maybe he looked better when, uh, like, they put the makeup on him. Like, he was scaring the people more or something. Well, I think he'd been hustling because I remember there were a few, there was an episode of Soap he was in. You know, yeah. he's part of a cult. I mean, he'd been popping up in bit roles and shit for years before this. I get all the titles confused because they all had alternate titles and there's so many of the same. But he was in one of those Roger Corman space movies too. Yeah, all those. Conf- I won't. Yeah, I'm with you on that. They all have so many different names. Yeah, I get confused because they all have the alternate titles. And when you buy the the Blu-ray, I have a Blu-ray of a couple of those Roger Corman space movies from the '80s. Like, the cover, you can turn inside out, and it has the different names on it, so I get fucking confused. The Shout Factory always makes the, what he call it, the reversible covers. Yeah, that's who it's put it out, I think. Well, I don't get his, I think they must have ran out a little bit of budget, because they don't wear these goggles come the final battle. Yeah, because uh, they're like blue blocker sunglasses. They almost look like Kylo Ren's visor sunglasses here. I think they say they get kind of contacts or something. Yeah, that's right. They get contacts. And here they reveal to Willie that he has to go work with this grumpy black dude who was just giving him shit for being a, a dumb... He called him a dumb alien or something. Yeah, he doesn't like aliens. He's racist. See how they... That's witty. They took the black guy who's usually getting all the racism on him from white people. And they made him racist towards a white alien. Mm-hmm. You better not boycott the visitor award ceremony. (laughs) Now, what do you think about Diana talking to the reporter lady here? Like, I I get almost like a uh, seduction vibe going on here. She's touching her arm, doing all this shit. I'm thinking I should have went to a reporter school. Right. I mean, she is fine as hell. Yeah. And like here, I mean, she looks, she looks, you know, you can tell she's a pretty woman and all. But, like, to, once it got to the series, like, they really mm. were, like, putting her in, like, skimpy outfits and doing shit to, you know, exploit her looks, I felt like. I mean, she was, she's just a beautiful woman, though. I mean, and that's no, that's not plastic surgery and tons mm. of makeup or anything. That's just a good-looking, that's just a good-looking woman. I'll agree with that. She needs to be in the Death Wish remake. Now, here, Mr. Maxwell here, long before his daughter gets impregnated with some alien sperm he finds the old man's uh old archaeology of the man's uh car and he thinks it's funny that the keys are still in it and this being los angeles nobody's stolen the car yet you know i i never got the was did did he 
and I always got, he just knocked the broad up on accident, the alien dude. But some people always had this thing that was all part of their plan to mate. I just think he, you know, got busy with her. Yeah, I think he was just curious, which which begs the question, like, those must have been full suits that they, like, climbed into the, the reptile aliens, right? Because, I mean, well, it, they would, you got to be anatomically correct. Yeah, I mean, they must have been covered head to toe in latex. So there's no way he would have had sex with that girl without her noticing, like, if he had, like, a green scaly penis, right? And then, you know, so that tells me Diana would have a hoo-ha down there. Right. Latexed in, I'm good. But that's what I'm saying. The one, like, when you press up against it, it's just latex. But it's Diana. <laughs> Fans, have none of you ever fucked a blow-up doll before? For God, there's no shame, people. This is just one that's a, an iguana underneath. An iguana underneath. <clears throat> and, like, when they get their faces ripped off, it's, it's I don't know, it's it's really scary looking. Like, I don't think you could ever, once you saw her real face, even if she put the, the rubber suit back on, I don't think you could ever go back. Look, haven't you ever heard the term butterface? <laughs> You're being a little um, prejudiced against alien people. No, I mean, there could be some alien people who are attractive in their own right, but... Yeah, Diana. These people, no, that, that's like a rubber. That's like a mask. You're you're attracted to like a rubber mask. No, I'm attracted to fucking Diana, Jane Bath. Oh yeah, Jane. Well, see, Jane Bather and Diana are two different people. This so is pretty, got, whatever they're making. He's got like yeah, because his hand knocked off. It's something that freezes on contact, like a freon or something. Yeah, it's pretty gnarly, you know, for regular TV that that guy's hand just shattered like that. Now, Willie runs in there because the, the uh, plant manager guy says, oh, you can't run in there. It's 300 degrees below zero. There's no way a human being could survive. And he's like, oh, wait. And then mm -hmm. the, the dickhead alien boss goes run in there. He see, I think the dickhead alien boss was afraid that Willie's like rubber face would melt off or rip off. Something like that. Yeah, like he's going to expose himself. But Yeah. Now that one guy's hand broken to pieces, but this dude, he just survives with some cold. I was going to say, he's been in there longer and he's okay. Yeah. He was wearing gloves. And it's like, I got the feeling that all these uh, chemical plant working guys, like they're all blue collar types. It seemed like they were all racist towards the aliens until that moment, huh? Yeah, and then they turn on him again. <laughs> yeah, they do. Fairweather bigots. <laughs> Fairweather bigots. Those on the fence racists ever like you dumb alien. I like you, brother. And then when the when the, um, Paul Winfield's uh, son gets killed, and they're like, "I hate you, aliens." Now, what do you think? Like this shot here with the the old uh, Jewish grandfather and his friend here walking down the street. Like, all of a sudden, there's, like, alien ships flying overhead. There's, like, literally a couple different visitors just walking up and down the street. Like, don't you think these aliens should have been more low probable? Look, they're just laying in giant spaceships in the street. Like, it's obvious that this is an evasion at this point, right? No, they're friendly still. They're but trying mean, to help keep an end to crime. Remember Neighborhood Watch from Gruff the Crime Dog? Right. Then here's another one of the good guy aliens. Yeah, you don't know it yet. But... 
When you look closely, some of the more, like, not like the foot soldier ones, but like this guy, the pilots and shit, they have like a little design etched into their Michael Jackson thriller outfits. Yeah, it's the swastika. It looked like more like an Indian design or something. You're talking about what's on their collar? Like what? Like what's actually the material is made of? Oh, I was looking at. He's got like two little the things on the collar. Yeah. Martin is the name of the one alien. Yeah, Martin. Here, here you go. Beastmaster comes to pick up his son, and his son is telling his friend how the, uh, you know, his friend has all the visitor, like whatever. Um, it's got all the toys. This is an awesome toy. Too bad they never made this. I want to figure out what company mass produced these aliens right away. Yeah. And did the aliens get royalties? And like, there's a couple people that try to tell me they really made these small figures. Like, I looked it up. They didn't. They didn't. They were going to, but they got canceled. But these ones have like real clothes on them and shit. There's, you can tell there's no toy company would ever really make those. I think they make that ship, though. See, yeah, I could never find any pictures of it, though. It's in, yeah, I've seen some nice Photoshop, but I never had it. I just had that no. doll, but I'm pretty sure they make a gun replica. They do. It's like 130 bucks. Well, I paid like 300 for my uh, Green Hornet gas gun. Did you? Oh, yeah. But that was also like, a, you know, more of a high high quality, you know, they were numbered. It was an actual replica. It's, it's on a display case. It's not just some plastic gun. <laughs> yeah. The V one is just like a plastic gun that you. Yeah, buy. It's just it's like a cookie spook Halloween accessory. <laughs> cookie spooks. <laughs> cookie spooks. If they would have stuck a little around long enough, they could have done a red and black V. <laughs> you know, I bet if we need to get that V gun, we go to the toy store from Silent Night, Deadly Night. It might be by the Jabba the Hut playsets. Somewhere in between Jabba the Hut and the Bugs Bunny Halloween costumes, you'll find the V gun. <laughs> It was a very popular episode as well. Yeah, it really was. It's still doing good. It's a very good episode. It was. Every episode's a good one. Oh, I disagree. There's one episode we did I didn't think was too good. <laughs> Let it be known. Which one? It was the Beverly Hills Cop. Well, that was actually the first one we ever did. That's kind of the problem. Yeah, that one, that one wasn't too great. It was the second one that ever came out, but it was actually the first one we ever did. Yeah, we knew it stunk, fans, so we had to try to get a better uh, intro. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we found our groove until Paul Kersey hit. <laughs> sorry, sorry, guys, we tried, but they can't all be winners. No. <laughs> we got we got a <laughs> we got an episode of The Burning coming up soon. <laughs> uh, episode of The Burning. Not only was I sick as a dog, I had taken nighttime cold medicine before we recorded it. <laughs> And I, for the life of me, don't remember anything. <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> we, when we release that one, we should really hype this shit out of it. Like, it's going to be great. Everybody listen to it. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> Yeah, we got a spring break episode coming up in, a, in about a month, so that was actually, I remember, pretty good. Yeah, except I went to the bathroom halfway through. You have been doing that sometimes. I've only done it twice, cousin, and they were both emergencies, so it wasn't like yeah. I just, you know. I can overlook that. And to be fair, they were, like I said, they were both at the, uh, the when I lived at the other place that was hot as balls, and 
It, it was summertime too, because literally give me stomach cramps. That's how hot it was in there. I had to take a shit a few weeks ago, though. I remember it left yeah. you alone during one of them. Yeah, I can't remember what episode that was. Now, I originally went to pee, but you know, then the other business came about. So that that can happen. Now, what do you think of the crook brother here, Elias, wearing the like the red James Dean jacket? Did you catch up on that? You catch that reference? Yeah. Well, no, I caught him more like the Michael Jackson thriller. No, but it's just plain red, like the jacket James Dean wore, and it's cloth. You know, that James Dean guy was very overrated. Oh, what are you talking about? He's the greatest bisexual actor in the history of cinema. <laughs> he made three movies. That's why he's so good. If He only made three movies, and everybody remembered him. Rebel Without a Cause was okay. That's actually my favorite, to be honest with you. I really don't like the other ones too much. It's the only one of his I've seen. Yeah. I remember uh, Mr. Howell from Gilligan's Island was in it. This this actually gets like borderline racist the way the 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 thief brother keeps calling the doctor brother like Mister Sidney Poitier and shit. Yeah, he's telling him he's like an Uncle Tom. He's you yeah. know he's a white man's bitch. Now this is weird. Like this streets all foggy and Robin here. She comes out talking on this cordless phone and she even says. Yeah, I'm talking on the phone outside, hoping I can see him. Like, she just literally stands on her lawn all day, waiting for this visitor, Brian guy, to walk by and hit on her. Somebody needs to tell Paul Heyman she got his phone. <laughs> yeah, really. It's huge, too, with the antenna and everything. Oh, you ain't kidding. Remember the old cell phones look like bricks? Mm-hmm. I kind of want one of those, though. I wonder if you really? can get a carrier to still give you service on those. Oh, no. You know what? I got a feeling that in a few years, they'll make the comeback. Well, everybody's got them flat, like, tablet phones now that are huge, so. Yeah, I don't have anything that big. Mm-mm. Pretty soon people be carrying around laptops with headphones. <laughs> now, obviously, she's all, like, do you think a young 16, 17-year-old teenage girl would really, you know, be attracted to an alien guy? Like, you know, like, wouldn't you think it was scary to, to date an alien? Mm, no, because I'm pretty sure her normal school, the boys don't pay any attention to her ugly ass. Mm. See, she looks good there, though. Oh, that she don't. That's why it's safe for her to walk around. Yeah, that's why she's good. Half her is in the dark. But why do you think the street is so foggy, though? I mean, it's insanely foggy, ain't it? I don't know if it... Is this now? Are they in Los Angeles? Or are they yeah, in New this York, part's too? In, this part, no, this part's in Los Angeles. Smog. Yeah. <laughs> See, now here don't make no sense. Is that a food truck or is that like the back of her station wagon? Oh, that's a food truck. A food truck. So does she like cook the food, take the orders, and hand deliver it? Yeah. If you're doing that, like while you're hand delivering it to other parts of that chemical plant, those other guys would come and just steal all your other food, wouldn't they? Plus, wouldn't that be contaminating your food? And she's walking on a chemical plant and then she goes back and cooks more? Yeah. Harmony, that's her name, because I saw it on the truck, because it says Harmony's something. It actually says, it actually says Harmony. That's the, her name is Harmony, but they, a lot of people call her Harmony on the show. See, fans, we watched this on mute. Yeah. It's got subtitles, though. I turned the subtitles on. See, and there's a... Now he likes them, because mm-hmm. the alien did something for this guy, so now he's now he's friendly to him. Yeah. Little. And they kind of they kind of make 
uh, Willie Robert England here. They kind of make him, I would say, almost like a Balky character. Because he's always saying, like, the wrong character. Like, he was trying to say, like, are you fine? But he kept saying, are you fun? Mm-hmm. Everybody loved Balky. Yeah. Clearly, this Not is so much me. Yeah. See, yeah. You, you have the, <laughs> the black <laughs> racist human and the white clueless alien. Clearly, this was the this was the prototype for Perfect Strangers. A couple years later, you better if they figured it'd be bomb. They got a spinoff comedy here. Exactly. <laughs> what shenanigans will they be up to? I know. Now here, you know, uh, Julie and uh, Doctor Ben Taylor here. They're watching on TV. Um, basically, these people, and it gets kind of explained li- later on. But these people from around the world, they basically keep, like, exploiting, like, other scientists saying, oh, there was a conspiracy of scientists. And, like, these people are, like, turning themselves in. And it gets revealed that the people making the accusations, and actually the people being caught as well, have all been brainwashed by the visitors. Yeah, because they have, like, different mannerisms using different hands. That's how they figure it out. Yeah, one of the guys notices that when they met this guy, he signed papers with his right hand. Now everybody's signing it with the left or something. Yeah, isn't it here? Isn't it Kim Jong Un? Um, Harry, yeah, the Asian guy's name Harry. Harry, whose only job is to hold a microphone cord. Mm-hmm. Harry, like he didn't have a real job with the news thing. Like just as a character, he only existed so Beastmaster would have somebody to talk to and like say plot points out loud to. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that makes the most sense. Now, I can't believe that, like, all the common working people, they all really turned on, like, all scientists after this. Did you notice that on the show? Yeah, I just can't believe that everybody's so, like, drawn to it. You know what I mean? Don't they have jobs to be at? Once aliens come, everybody's on the TV all day. Yeah, they call in sick due to alien. I can't make it to work. I got visitors to watch. Now, here at this, uh, was this a university or a hospital that they all worked at? I think it's a hospital. Yeah. The visitors. Because later they try to steal all those medical supplies. Yeah, the visitors, they, uh, they, the, like, senior doctor there who was, like, teaching Julie and Ben there, like, whatever, you know, their department was, they, the visitors actually frame him with some evidence. There's your TV on a board. Yeah. That's at the Maxwell house. I think they've got this reporter now. She's spreading all the all these reporters now that they got on their pockets, so to speak. They're all just helping them spread the propaganda. Yeah, and the reporters are so dumb though; like they really don't even notice that it's propaganda. No, they just want to be, you know, part of something big, so to speak. Yeah, getting the ratings and shit. <laughs> now, you know, obviously, you know, this framing device of everybody watching the TV news to get the the exposition about what's going on with the visitors and all that bullshit. Now, do you think during this time the news would report other local things still, or would just all be alien news all day long? I got a feeling it'd be all be alien. Excuse me, alien news. Yeah, because that's all everybody's watching. I like how there's more and more and more of them. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like literally, two walk by there. Like that's what I'm saying. Like there's so many walking up and down your street. Even if you thought they were supposed to be friendly, like wouldn't you be scared? Because it just looks like an invasion, you know. There, there. He uh, he joined the visit youth. 
And they gave him, like, a uniform, but it's, like, a shitty old, like, worn-out, washed-out uniform that they got. Yeah, he got, he got the doo-doo brown kind of one there where they all got the, the nice bright red. The Michael Jackson Thriller red jackets. He's yeah. Got, he's got, like, the fucking, not even maroon, like, rusty brown. <laughs> yeah, they gave him, like, the shittiest one they could find. They gave him one of them prototypes. Yeah. Now we gotta say for people who aren't following along with the DVD at this point, the visitors they're they're not carrying their guns yet. Like we haven't even seen them holding their guns yet. No. But but they're really playing up this um, what do you call it? Uh, conspiracy. Scientists conspiracy. So, yeah, they start saying because these scientists are having a conspiracy going. We need to institute martial law, and instead of the police, you know, the human police put in martial. We're just gonna let the visitors handle everything. <laughs> Well, yeah, and I mean, and that's not too dumb of an idea if you think about it, because it's like they're after them. They're willing to do the popo's work for free. Right. So they probably, the police and all that and the American government, they probably would allow that, wouldn't you think? I think so. I'm trying to think of this dumb bastard using a butter knife to try to get open a bottle of wine. Yeah, that was weird. I mean, and he's a rich stockbroker type. He probably drinks wine all the time like a rich fancy schmancy motherfucker. You'd think he would have a cork bottle, right? You you would think we're just that real fancy stuff in a box. Yeah. See the stockbroker. He's even started to to uh, question his own uh, girlfriend about being a conspiracy scientist here. Yeah, you shady bitch. <laughs> I mean, he really treats her like shit here. He does, but you know, I think she she must like it. Yeah. Like, looking at this actor guy, I'm surprised he didn't play one of the visitors because he's got that cold, evil look to him. He does. I don't think you see him after this first episode, though. No, he just kind of, like, leaves town. He starts to You might v. not even see him after that scene. No, he's, yeah, he starts the V trend of just leaving town. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're in every major city around the world. That's why I never got like, yep, we're going to leave town where there's fresh new aliens. Yeah. Yeah, here's where he's here's where he's showing him. See, look, he's signing with a different hand. He signed my book with his right hand. This is a plot point that's been used in other brainwash films, or uh, you know, where, uh, they ripped this off in GI Joe: The Rise of Cobra because Zartan, when he was the president, signed with the wrong hand. But that's because that was actually a different guy wearing a mask. It wasn't that he got brainwashed. No, but I'm just saying they've used that to. Right. That plot point before. Which, by the way, G.I. Joe, that's actually not a bad movie. I don't care what anybody says. The first one's horrible. But it's good, you know, in a, in oh. a horrible way. Oh, Channing Tatum? Yeah. No, that's that's no good. The second one's actually kind of fun. The second one's awesome, but the first one's still pretty good. Mm. Now, see, the mech suit thing ruined it for me. <laughs> now, Robin has the alien guy over to her, his house... I mean, to her house to play Atari 2600 Space Invaders. Isn't that kind of racist? <laughs> a little bit. Here, let's kill your cousins. Yeah. Now, see, here's, uh, here David Hess Jr. going to get a little jealous here. He's like, hey, yeah, she he... likes you. I got my suit. She's supposed to like me. Yeah, he makes it seem like, David Hess Jr. makes it seem like he thought this girl was always into him. But, like, but, I mean, she never was, ever. He could never pick now, okay, this is what I think to her. David Hess Jr. has his sidearm. They gave him a laser gun because now it's martial law because he's damn scientist. All this. The actual real visitor guy, if you notice, he's not wearing a gun. No, but he might have taken it off. He might have been busy. 
<laughs> he might have been impregnating that girl already. He's, he's got that nice sharp vest. David has Jr. got zippers. <laughs> yeah, he does. He got like he a mechanic got... outfit with a swastika sewn on it. And a shitty ball cap. <laughs> a real shitty ball cap. Here's where here we're we're coming up on the well, we're coming up closing in on the end of the first episode, but we're coming up to the reveal here. Yeah, we're at the chemical plant. Harry and uh, uh, Mike, aka Beastmaster, are scoping up. They want to get some footage of what's really going on in these spaceships. And now this is where Harry gets insanely clumsy. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to figure out oh, they're, what they're filling their ship with. It's that gas. But how is that gas able to power their ship? That never really made any sense. Like, see how that one that they're taking up there has those barrels built into it? They're just, like, pumping the gas into there. Because they claim they need the gas for their atmosphere or some shit, but that's all bullshit. And and there's Wang. He's the one that he can outrun a helicopter, but he can't jump over a pipe. He tripped over a tiny pipe, and now he's almost getting his fucking head crushed <laughs> trying to climb into the side of this uh, DeLorean door-style spaceship. <laughs> now, I can't remember, does he get killed, or do we just not see him anymore either? I don't think he gets killed, like, right here, but I think he gets killed later, yeah. I seem to recall him getting, like, lasered or something. Yeah. Thing I don't get is like you know people are always sneaking on these these ships and getting their way on the mothership and all that. Didn't the aliens invest in cameras? The aliens have like no real good security, or not even a camera. Like you think, like on their doors, they would have like a little laser beam that if you like climbed into the door, it would set off an alarm or something. Well, he's not even wearing like a disguise. No, he's, he's... just. I mean, look and. Well, and then again, I guess they're all walking around in that one neighborhood. That's probably why the ship's so empty. That is true. The, the, they're all walking around on Earth now, so the ship is empty enough where he could, like, jump off the ship and run around. And he's been on there before, so he kind of knows where he's going. Yeah. See, here they're unloading the gas, and the worker guy, the supervisor guy, says it's a shame to even bother, you know, bringing that shit up here, and then we just dump it out into the air. Yeah. So right right now, Mike Donovan, a.k.a. Beastmaster, he knows that the entire, you know, supposed purpose of them coming to Earth now is a complete fucking sham, you know? Yeah, he's starting to catch on because they also saw that guy sign it with the wrong paper or with the wrong hand. Yeah. And then here we go. He, a Beastmaster, this is the one smart thing. He starts crawling around the ship in the air duct. Because you never know if there's giant fans or anything to propel this thing in space. Yeah. But you ever noticed too in the in the series more so every time he got captured, his shirt was missing. Who's a beastmaster? Yep. Every time they capture him, his shirt's missing. But when they capture Michael Ironside, he just lost his jacket. (laughs) Yeah. They want to show how buff the beastmaster was. This he actually probably now that I think about it because I think Beastmaster was like eighty two. This miniseries was eighty three. He probably got this job because of Beastmaster, don't you think? Probably because that that was a very big cult hit. So yeah. actually, I think it was an actual hit hit yeah. video hit, like one of your first video hits. But it was one of those kind of like drive in, you know, cheap theater movies, so they could still get him for a TV series. Plus, he's he's actually really good in this part. I mean, they're all really good in it. Look, there's another attractive uh, visitor lady. Mm-hmm. He's basically a peeping Tom here. That's what I was about to say. 
But but he sees an attractive mm, visitor lady. Mm, mm. Oh yeah, now he's spying on Diana. This part's actually pretty awesome, I thought. Yeah, like I said, it was voted, I think, number four, best reveal in television or something. Yeah, Diana, like, they have, like, almost like a medicine cabinet of, like, rats and guinea pigs, don't they, that they keep on the ship. Yeah, and she's going to take off her, I believe, her, uh, she takes her uh, contacts out here. Does she? I I thought she just opened her mouth all wide. I thought she took her contact out, too. Yeah. Yeah, there she's got a little. They eat frogs, too, I guess. Yeah, she's got some little... It's a guinea pig that she eats, she I eats thought, a guinea pig. He eats like a rat or something first. Mike Donovan she was just, hungry. Yeah, he doesn't quite know what's going on, but he, he looks like he's ready to masturbate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he goes to the, the medicine cabinet of rodents and he eats the mouse first. And this is pretty nasty when he eats it, but then when she eats it, it's just like really gross. Yeah, it's like her jaw unhinges. But it's a really good special effect, I thought. It is, especially for like an NBC TV movie. Yeah. yeah. Here, the whole production value of this is just awesome. Yeah, here he turns around with the mouse hitting out of his mouth, its tail. He's just like gulping it down. Because she goes for the big guinea pig. Yet she's not fat. and she, Maybe she's mm-hmm. anorexic. Well, she sna- has bulimia. Well, snakes only eat like once a week, don't they? Yep, there it is. Yeah, there it is. And then there's the yeah, effect of the real cool. her with that, that neck thing of it going down her neck like a snake. That was a good effect, too. It was he like gets a, caught right around here. Yeah. He bumps into something, I do believe. Well, he starts spying on another guy who's like, this guy takes his takes his eyes out. Because at this point, he just thinks they're just eating animals and they're gross. But now when he goes yeah. to this spy on this guy's room... Like, he sees, oh, he's got the animals, too. And then he starts videotaping him, taking out the contacts. Which, honestly, like, I'm surprised they all just weren't walking around like lizards on the ship, to be honest with you. Unless it took a lot for them to get the whole rubber suit on. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it's not contact. Yeah, it's like his whole eyeballs that he takes out. Yeah. He has a nice swastika carrying case for them. But see, there's still no real proof that they're evil. No. Well, I mean, I mean, he heard them talking about the conversion process, so they know that they're brainwashing people, like world leaders yeah. and shit, so. Now, this is what I understand is, like, the lizard guy, he, like, he starts shooting his lizard tongue out. Like, when they talk to you, don't you see that they have a lizard tongue instead of a human tongue, you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe they have a fake tongue, too. That could be. Maybe he just didn't have it in or something. There it is. There's where he rips the skin. Yeah. That's a good effect, too. Rips the guy's cheek, and there's a lizard skin underneath. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a really cool-looking lizard mask. But they didn't even sell masks or anything. It was just no, really they, foolish. Yeah, they weren't ready to properly cash in on this. It could have If George Lucas would have made this, holy shit, we'd still have V to this oh, day. <laughs> you ain't kidding. V, the reptiles awaken. <laughs> There he goes, actually, hooking the head scissors on him. Yeah, that's actually great makeup, though, I think, the way the lizard face looks. Yeah, it is. Like, even the rubber mask part really don't look that bad. Like, of the fake human skin, you know what I mean? Oh, it looks better than hell comes to Frogtown. That's true. Most things do. Looks better than, like, how they try to do CGI makeup now in movies. That just sucks. Yeah, I'm not as... I, I really prefer practical effects. I do, too. See, how come nobody hit an alarm? <laughs> right. I mean, there's no cameras. 
I think they kind of do. Well, I mean, what are you going to record? Like, they pretty much kill everything in the galaxy that they come across. They ain't afraid. Yeah, but they're not. What do you call it? Don't they worry about... They, they admit they have that fifth column, you know, the aliens that are against the other aliens. That's you think true. they want to be keeping tabs on these people. See, they sounded the alarm there, though. They were saying all units emergency on level 73 or whatever it was. He had already got out. Somehow they made him, so maybe there was a camera there. Well, not only that, but he hopped onto a ship that was, like, uh, leaving the mothership. If you want to catch this guy who's running on your ship, shouldn't you halt all ships from leaving? Well, I think that one left just right before they said there was an emergency. When he jumped in, it was playing over the loudspeaker, but whatever. Yeah. Guy looks like Ted Turner. He does. Billionaire Ted. I wish Billionaire Ted was still alive so we could have WCW again. (laughs) Is he dead? No, he's not. He just, he's dead. Put it this way, he's dead from having a lot of money like he used to. Gotcha. (laughs) Yeah, see, just as he's about to do the reveal here, they break into the news. Yeah. Somehow they knew he was, must have had a mole or something on there. (laughs) Well, I wonder. That's how they know he was on TV. Well, I mean, they knew who he was, so they knew he could get a tape to the news or something. But um, yeah, did anyone actually see him? Well, yeah, the lizard guy that he fought, he didn't kill that guy. That's true. He just ripped off his mask. That's right. And, yeah, they got the yeah. breaking news. And uh, at the meantime, like, all the phone lines are getting cut. And now the network's going off the air and being replaced with his feed. And, like, they don't know what's going on. All the networks actually are t- being taken off. Yeah. So the visitors got some great hacking technology, don't they? They got that Jeff Goldblum Windows ninety two. They got the they're using the Commodore sixty four here. Yeah. See, it's jacked up because it's his girlfriend that's 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 uh, basically framing him here. Yeah. This yeah, that's very... when they say he's a fugitive and. Yeah. Means to harm you and hurt us. Because the visitors clearly make all the laws now. Mm-hmm. You would think though, if you just had that tape of like the lizard guy's like face ripped open, and you can make a bunch of copies and just like VHS tapes and just leave them on park benches around town. <laughs> what is the August Underground here? Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like people would take the tape and go home and see it. Like he couldn't stop that shit if he made enough copies. I don't think he got the chance. I think when he gave it to Harry that it just... I'm assuming the visitors snatched it. Well, yeah. Like, they invade the TV station here in a minute. That's why they're saying that he started this fire and killed these people the plant, and everything. Yeah. Thousands have been wounded. Or... See, but I think these attacks were made up, though, because they're saying, like, this shit's going around a lot of different places. Yeah, like, like I think it's stock footage. Yeah, stock footage, and just saying like, "Oh, these terrorists," and they're blaming the scientists too, not just Mike Donovan. It's more believable a guy like Mike Donovan, other than this old bastard that was, you know, dusting off uh, skeletons in, in in the Mojave Desert, is you know, doing suicide bombing somewhere. Yeah. Now, do you think they never say this in the show? But do you think the aliens, maybe some of them were already on Earth disguised as people first or something? Well, see, when the, in the movie, that's what they said, that they were there for, you know, years and years in, like, sleeper cells. Yeah. So you would almost have to because somebody had to come there and, uh, what do you call it? Scout it. Find out, yeah. 
Unless they kidnapped like Randy Quaid and anal probed him. Yeah. yeah, this is where they really declare the the martial law. And the police will work with the visitor patrols, not the other way around. So they they completely have all the control now. They, they use this fake, you know, terrorist attacks that aren't even happening. There's the old dude. He's this old dude like doesn't talk either. Oh, I mean, he talks during the daytime, but at nighttime when the news on, he just gets a scared look on his face. And and the David kid, the the Nazi visitor youth kid, he gets excited by the fact that like there's all this shit breaking out. Yeah, he's a. Uh, and then they're putting up the posters, propaganda posters. Yeah, it's really becoming like a Nazi. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, occupation now. Those are some nice photos. I've posted a lot of those photos. Yeah, Can you imagine how much some posters were worth if you had like an extra one from the set or something. No, that would be. Because that's pretty much what the uh, the comic book covers were like. Some of them that I had. A couple of them, yeah. And then, but I remember the first episode was Julie holding the gun with all the other ones behind her. Yeah. Comic didn't last long either. It got no. there's the gun. Got canned after I think like eighteen issues. This the first season of V was. To me, it's still a decent ending, but yeah, it was left in a cliffhanger. But mm. I think the ratings for the the series just was just kept declining for some reason. Yeah, because they, they did this miniseries, which is two-parters, and the final battle was, what, three parts, maybe? hmm And those were through-the-roof ratings, though. Yeah. But, you know, once you... See, they should have just kept doing the miniseries, like, doing a miniseries once a year and stuff. Because, yeah. like, once you do that weekly series thing, it ain't special anymore. Because I want to say, was it a year in between these? I think so, because this was 83... I think Final Battle was 84, and didn't the show come on like around 85 or something? Yeah, the show came on. It was like just a few weeks after that movie, after Final Battle. I don't, I want to say if you look, it was just maybe a month or so at best. I'm looking right now. Let's see. For some reason, I think they were plugging it. Yeah, it, it might have been because Final Battle was 84 and the TV series was 84 to 85. I don't see like actual release dates. When was, the first, when was this that. one? This one was 83. I'll look on okay. Wikipedia right yeah, now. So, yeah, this would have been like the first season and then, you know, the next season of TV was the other third parter. Yeah. They don't do anything like this anymore. There's no movies of the week or miniseries. Um, There's none of that. That's why they don't have any regular, you know, whatever network don't have any ratings anymore. All right, because in this came on May first and second, eighty three. Final battle was three part sequel miniseries. That was May of the following year, eighty four. Yeah, whole year, sweeps week, sweeps week, and TV series was October eighty four to March of eighty five. So it was like six months after the final battle that the show came on. Well, they're all going here to live somewhere else. Yeah. Which is really dumb if you think about it. Where was he going to go to? Well, it said, I know the miniseries cost a lot of money, but V, uh, the series, at a million dollars per episode, was the most expensive series to be produced for television at the time. So as soon as the ratings probably sagged just a little bit, they're like, cancel this shit, it's costing too much. I like because the show was high quality, too. It was. It, the only thing that sucked is once she has this alien baby, they drug that shit out way too long. 
the uh, alien baby when she was grown up. Um, Elizabeth Cook might have been her real name. I think so. she was the she was the girl in the everyone's favorite Friday the Thirteenth Part Six. Right, and they they did that horrible shit too, where like the alien baby went from being a baby to like a teenager like in two weeks. Yeah, I hate that. I like I know all science fiction movies do that now, but I it's like why would an alien like grow to an adult in two weeks, like and then just stop rapidly aging? Like I was that? gonna say, and then they stop. So in yeah. two in like another month, they should be dead from old right. age. Right. Yeah, this is where the stockbroker dumps uh, Julie because she's going crazy because all her coworkers are ending up dead or missing. And she's a good-looking lady. I'll, I'll admit is. that. She's just—they make her a lot more frumpier than Diana. But if you slutted her up, she'd be hot. Well, be, well, because things were different then. Like now, even the good girl in the movie or TV show has to be hot. Back then, if the main like actress lady was too attractive, like people didn't take her seriously. I think is what it was. Yeah, that's something ugly people say. Well, no, that's how it was back then, though. Yeah, I don't know. I always thought Morgan Fairchild was hot back in the eighties. She was, and she always played the the villain lady on the TV show or whatever. I, I just watched on my Shout Factory Screen Factory double pack the initiation of Sarah. She was the sorority girl in it. Really? <laughs> how old was that if she was playing a sorority girl? Seventy-seven. Oh yeah. I mean, she was she was clearly in her mid to upper twenties. I think I looked her up, and she was like twenty-five at the time. But uh, this scientist uh, family, the Maxwells, they got a brick thrown through their window. They look out; it's a bunch of drunk hillbillies in a pickup truck. And that street was so foggy. You need to move off such a foggy street. What well, wouldn't the visitor police be arresting these these hooligans throwing bricks? <laughs> Apparently, well, no, because they're they're harassing some shitty scientists. neighborhood. Yeah, but this is some shitty neighborhood watch. No, the kid Daniel, he's drinking all this alcohol now because he's 17 years old and because he's in the visitor's youth, he thinks like no minor drinking age laws apply to him anymore. Yeah. And the family actually starts to grow scared of him. Yeah, the dad kind of just fed up at this point. He starts mother up because like, as I explained, all the... Um, what do you call the the prices of everything are going up because like everybody's scared that it's like the end of the world type thing coming. Yeah, and he's because she's scared him. Saying so, you know he's friends, they'll tell them about us because we're talking all the shit about him. Because he the dad even just said just now you need a special permit from the visitors to make a long distance call now. Yeah, I don't really get why we we just let them take over like that. I, th- I think it was the same thing. Well, first of all, they're, I think they're, the implication is they're brainwashed, like they're capturing and brainwashing all the world leaders. You know what I mean? Well, you got to wonder even when the head of the United Nations went in there, right. was it a fake one or brainwashed one that came out? Yeah. yeah. I think he definitely came out brainwashed because he was all happy and shit when he came out. That dude has one big fucking forehead. Well, he doesn't have any hair, so pretty much his whole head. I'm just looking at the forehead. Clint Howard's dad here, fans. <laughs> that dude's got a forehead. This is a good acting scene, though. Like, even the mom, the way she's all hysterical and stuff, because they're afraid the son's going to turn them in. Oh, I think all the acting. I think every. This was a very well casted. It really was. Miniseries. 
I thought the stuff, I mean, everybody was good, but I thought the stuff with the Jewish family, because, like, you know, they had known, you know, what had gone on with the Nazis and shit. I thought their family kind of had the best, out of the, you know, the families in the show had the best dynamic, the most dramatic, yeah. you know. Because there he is, like, I wonder if he heard us. Yeah. Damn, that jumpsuit is so shit brown. <laughs> I know. It's like they gave it to him like he's being hazed. Like, I would say that if I was the day. I was like, oh, you love the visitors so much? How come they won't give you a real uniform, Jackoff? <laughs> yeah. I mean, where's your hat? They gave you a laser gun. Yeah, they did give him a gun and some galoshes. So. <laughs> they don't even wear that stupid shit, though. No, that's just it. It's like they give him to make fun of him. Alright, alright, cuz. Now that we're talking about fathers and sons and shit, I got an issue with some of this Star Wars criticism that's going around right now. There's a lot of uh, podcasts I've been hearing lately. Uh, How did this get made? If it bleeds, we can kill it on slow hand radio. There's a bunch of people doing like retro reviews of the Star Wars Christmas special. And a lot of people are saying, because the Star Wars Christmas special is about Chewbacca goes home for Life Day, which is like a fake fake Star Wars Christmas. And people are saying Chewbacca's a deadbeat dad because he... He only goes home one day a year and all this shit to be on the fake Christmas and all that kind of bullshit. Listen, <laughs> what is Chewbacca? He's a giant walking dog. What's the last time you've seen an old ass German shepherd walking down the street with a baby German she- Like, dogs don't stick around <laughs> forever. No, you're pretty much at the at about the six week mark. You're gone. <laughs> They're like, oh, Chewbacca went off to fight and resist. He's a deadbeat. Dead. He's not there to take care of Lumpy, his his Wookiee son, and all this shit. He, they're they're fucking dog people. What is a dog motherfucker? Seven foot tall dog asshole father. What's he gonna do for you? <laughs> you listen to some fucking nerd podcast, man. Well, and they're they're serious about this criticism. Oh, this makes the character less lovable and all this shit. He's a fucking it's giant, a fucking not even a dog. Yeah, not even a walking, talking dog. He's just a talk, he's just a walking dog is all he is. I say, he don't talk, he just goes, Ugh. Yeah, I mean, what could he really teach anybody, let alone another dog? And, and, you know, dog, like you said, dogs are gone after a couple weeks. They don't stick around for 20 years, raise you up through college, dog college. And there, and there ain't even a dog talking, walking dog well, college. He should, be, he should be mad his kids ain't getting out of the house yet doing something. <laughs> exactly. They should be out shitting on the lawn. <laughs> yeah, I remember that thrilling uh, show. From when, uh, it I was terrible, said, right? Uh, from what I remember, I only saw it once. Yeah, I and That was when it came on on TV when I was like, what? Five or six. Yeah, I think it was like one when it came out. Yeah, that never got a DVD release, to my knowledge. Yeah, Lucas blocked it or whatever. He didn't even want them to like, because you know, Christmas specials they replay them every year. He didn't. He was so embarrassed by it. He didn't want them to replay it. Oh, you waved that money in his face. <laughs> well, apparently, apparently there wasn't enough money with the Christmas special. <laughs> JJ will buy it. <laughs> Mark Hamill looked like he was in drag, though, on the Christmas special. <laughs> See, I can't remember anything about it. But I just... I don't know. See, that's the problem with J.J. Abrams making Star Wars more popular than it ever had been. You get all these people coming through, combing it, trying to put their values and morals on 
some dog motherfucker that flies a spaceship. Like it ain't, that's it why ain't that serious. That's why you listen to good podcasts like the 1980s movie Graveyard. Right, right. And Meat, Meat for, for the, the Beast. Yeah. And what gory details. To, yeah, what are you listening to these other nerd shows for, cousin? <laughs> yes. You hear uh, me, nerds? I will not stand for the slandering of Chewbacca, goddammit. <laughs> I'm telling you. See here, Asian Harry, he's actually... Um, He's actually, like, telling some racist Asian code stereotypes over the phone. So, uh, you know, Mike Donovan will be able to tell that the, the what do you call it, the um, the visitors the are there, phone tapping. Yeah. Yep, because here they're all coming after him. You see the cop car, but you see the laser blasts. Now they've got a plane on them. These visitors, that's why they ain't winning no battles quick. They can't shoot. They do suck. But do you think it... Okay, do you think they can't aim? Or do you think... Because when they shoot them lasers, them lasers, like... I think just the laser guns aren't accurate, no matter what you do. See, this family of scientists in the Max, they're trying to get out of town, but they're they're roadblocks. Yeah. They didn't get too far. Well, they get there, and they see there's a roadblock, and then there's somebody trying to run away from the roadblock, and they see the... Like, literally, this guy just died on their, the hood of their car. Mm-hmm. Now, did you see that movie thing? I pointed out in other movies we've seen where they actually, I guess for movie purposes, they popped off the rearview mirror on the, like, the windshield. It's weird. I noticed a lot of these old movies always take the, the you know, what do you call it? The, um, the, yeah, the hanging one. There. Yeah, the rearview mirror off. I don't know Get why. I don't, I don't know why it would fuck it up or whatever. Maybe just a clear camera angle. Maybe or the people's faces inside or something. Yeah, that's what I do. It's like just just go back home. Yeah, I'd be like, well, we'll just sit at home and wait to be killed. <laughs> <laughs> no, they have the perfect plan. They, they go to their neighbor's house and stay in his pool. Yeah, <laughs> they're staying in the pool house of the guy that's in the visitor youth group. <laughs> then of course the uh, the slut daughter can't help but come outside. Mm-hmm. Whore. Mm-hmm. Cursey ain't Cursey can't see through that fog. She better be careful. No, this is this is uh I don't the scene hasn't come up yet, but there's like the nighttime scenes there ain't many of them here. But the nighttime scenes actually look like the uh Death Wish movies and I was thinking in all seriousness, I mean you can't make it now because he's dead, but they should have done Paul Cursey because he was always in LA waiting for his family members to get raped. It would have been great if he just would have been driving around in his car with his Tukey on, shooting the visitors next to their fuck yeah, next to their spaceships and shit. Or just smiling, waving at him like I know who you are. Yeah, yeah. And his friends would be like, "Paul, there was six visitors killed mysteriously last night. Like, you know, what? You know, are you going to come to our party tonight?" And he's going to say, "Where else would I be? Where should I be?" <laughs> I'll shoot a couple visitors, boy, and then I'll swing by your shindig. You're probably busy at the adult shops. I need something for jacking off. I need to catch a crook. You got anything for jacking off? I'll plant. He buys a dildo and he plants the evidence in, the, in like a suspected murderer's apartment, right? And That's then, how I would And then when they show up to do the search, he's like, I found a dildo. Arrest them. And they're like, this isn't cause for a murder charge. What are you talking about? 
That's how he would have got to aliens. He wouldn't need news footage. He'd have put like a dildo by one of them and took a picture. Went right there, they're evil. That's for jacking off. <laughs> now this pool house, I didn't think was that bad, but they're like all bitching about it. Just got it's got a lot of a lot of furniture in it for a pool house. It's got a lot of folded up mattresses, right? Ain't that what that thing is in the middle of a bed that you yeah. fold out? I just don't get why he's putting me. Yeah, you come here. You'll be safe here. By the way, did I mention my grandson's in the visiting youth program and he's borderline <laughs> insane and sociopathic? Yeah, but I think the grandpa here, I think he still trusted the grandson or thought he could talk some sense into him. And I guess he never did turn him in. Or maybe he did. I can't no, he, remember. Yeah, he does in part two. He turns them in. Because what's-her-name won't sleep with them, so he turns them in. That's right. Yeah, and they show up because they show up and um, well, I mean, we'll do it when we do part of it. But they show up and the grandpa's actually sitting. Yeah, that's right, he's listening to the radio or to a record. Yeah, and he basically tells them to fuck off, and they take him away. And then David Hess Jr. is like, "Like, I didn't think they took my grandpa, but oh well, I love visitors." Mm-hmm. They gave me this nice suit. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the visitors. They took the rags and they swept their spaceship with, and then they put it on me. <laughs> their old mechanic had to suit. He let me have it. He died because he outgrew it because he had to put it. He wouldn't fit anymore once he put his rubber fake human skin. <laughs> so they let now me wear it. But now I'm going to be like you. Wouldn't they kind of have a smell about him? You would think. Mm. They would smell like old sweaty Halloween masks. <laughs> or a condom. One or a condom. That kind of latex. <laughs> That's why. Just think about it. They're wearing a giant condom. That's like Paul Kersey should be after him right there. They're basically wearing a rape suit. Exactly. No, I don't mean to be joking. This actually is the best scene of part one because the, the son here of the... Uh, the Jewish family, he tries to tell the, the, the older guy, the grandpa, he tries to say, they can't hide here, they're scientists, we'll get in trouble. And he explained to him, like, listen, like, that story we told you about your grandma dying on a train was bullshit, she actually died in the showers, or that she can't, like, this, this is actually a really good fucking acting here, the way the old man convinces him, like, hey, like, this is basically the Holocaust part two, and, like, we gotta yeah. help people, you know? I really hate, like, honestly, like, I mean, I still like the show and everything, but once the old Jewish... Like, they should have kept the old Jewish grandpa around, because, like, he he surely... He should have been, in all honesty, like, the actual leader of the resistance. He was too old. Well, I mean, he wasn't going to be running around doing shit, but he could be, like, you know, basically coming up with the plans and shit. How could he come up with the plan? Because he survived the Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> See, see this this part. This part looks like Death Wish too, right here. The nighttime yeah. scene. It looks like that old movie theater or whatever it was that Kersey was going around shooting everybody in the basement in. Everybody says Death Wish three is their favorite. Really, I thought so. Right now, Death Wish two is my favorite. Three, I remember being very over the top ridiculous. Don't worry, fans, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Fans. There'll be a flyer to announce. <laughs> we'll make one. Yeah, I heard you on Gory Details talking about you used to do a podcast with a guy who ate soup on there. I want to make it perfectly clear that that was not me. That's not you. No. That's not you. I ate my soup before we start recording. Yeah, I'll never forget the days of, what'd you think? Ooh, yeah, that's pretty good. See, I always like the smaller 
uh, visitor aircraft. I thought they were cool looking. I wanted like a model or a toy of that. Yeah, the big one almost looks much like a like a fucking public transportation bus for aliens. <laughs> yeah, it's not cool looking. <laughs> the other one looks actually like a the small one. Actually, looks like a Fiero. Yeah, see, here's here's there's a reporter girlfriend. She's like, you know, fuck you. I'm 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 with Diana now. No, I couldn't tell in this scene. Yeah, really. Yeah, she, she did. I couldn't tell in this scene if the visitors just saw him there and were creeping up, or if she somehow tipped him off because. I even rewound the scene the other night because I thought I always thought she tipped him off, but I don't see how she could have because she was just standing there in a towel the whole time talking to him. See, I think they just figured he would go there. They were like getting it on stakeout. Yeah. But what I couldn't understand is why Julie was going there. That's the only thing I didn't understand the other night when I was watching this. Was she going to talk to the reporter? Maybe. That's the only thing I could think of, but it was kind of like, well, there's so much visitor security there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't try it? it made no sense. Now, Julie, wasn't she was in L.A., though, wasn't she? Yeah, I think they're in L.A. now. Because, like, I think, cause I think his son lived in L.A., too. It's like, I think the only time they were in New York was that time that they went to the U.N. Yeah. That's pretty awesome, hitting somebody with a flower pot through a fucking window. Ooh, he ain't taking no shit. Mm-mm. Plus, these visitors seem to be a little stronger than us. Yeah, they do. From what I remember, like, regular bullets don't even, you know, they don't shoot anybody in this one. But once they start trying to fight them and they get guns, I think the regular bullets don't even kill them, really. They, because... Yeah, they need, like, a couple clips just to take down one. That's when uh, Mike Ironside comes and he's got the new, you know, bullets. condom-piercing bullets. Yeah, because <laughs> this condom's... A... latex and, re- and reptile skin. Yeah. See, they brought back the VTV show, and that really didn't work, like, in terms of ratings or, well, see, Julie just closes the gate, and they shoot the gate, but they stopped chasing them because she closed the gate. Couldn't they just open it back up? Yeah, they're lazy. Yeah. But, no, I always thought V, and you'd have to have some money set aside to do it right, but I think V would work best if you planned it out to be a trilogy of actual movies. Yeah, I mean, because I could see these working as, as theatrical. Yeah. Because, I mean, they already did the miniseries, and then, like, the TV people are done, but, you know, because you know how all the 80s old properties, like Transformers and Star Wars, if when you bring them back as a movie, then people will see it, you know? Well, when they brought V back, the first season, because it was short, and yeah. it was good, yeah. and then it came, it came it back. It had bad CGI, remember, though, the new it, V. It, but it had a good plot, and then the second, the only thing is it was so slow... Yeah. And I get where they were going. Like the second season ended where now it was going to pick up with the invasion. But it got canceled because you can't build some. You can't for two years. Yeah. Do that kind of a slow build on television. Well, they're trying to save money instead of showing like how this V had all these spaceships landing on lawns and shit. They're trying to do this shit where the visitors were like, they were boring too. They just wore like blue jumpsuits and shit. They, they should have brought back the old costumes, I think. Yeah, it's... A- I liked the new show, though. I did, too. I have the first season on Blu-ray, but I don't know. It got old I never, quick. I never bought them because, yeah, that was just it. By the time the second season was halfway through, it was kind of like, geez, when is something going to fucking happen? Yeah. See, see, she's so dumb, stupid Robin. She won't even stay in the pool house. She goes in his house like, 
Like, does she not get... See how she's getting all turned on because they're talking about the visitor guy? Like, mm. does she not get that, like, this dummy or even her boyfriend is just going to round her family up and send them to a concentration camp? Like, does she not get it because her father's a scientist? Like, she is the dumbest whore ever. Uh, yeah, I'll put her up there. I mean, she Plus, literally you got... Tell this dude's unstable as it is. I mean, that scene, she literally got horny and wet because... A guy that she don't like was talking about guy, about a guy she does like. Yeah. Okay, this is the action finale here with Julie, Doctor Ben Taylor, and then the day. Ain't this the dad from Boy Meets World? Where? Well, he's like help. He's actually a cop, but here he's just wearing a jumpsuit. The curly headed guy. Is that him? I think no. it's him. I think it's maybe. Him. If it's not, it's another guy who was on TV a lot back then. He was also the dad from uh, American History X, the same guy from Boy Meets World. I got to get another good look at him. But, um, but yeah. Uh, no, I, that ain't him. You don't think so? His voice sounds Check really it out. Good. Check the IMDb. But uh, Dr. Ben there, he clearly could have just jumped onto the back of the truck, I thought. Yeah, it's moving pretty slow. And she's trying to make a get away in a Volkswagen bug. Well, no, she's trying to go back to get him. When he's so dumb, he's running down a, a, an empty street. Yeah. And these guys can't shoot. They'll shoot him. And that's when the, the, the dude at the chemical plant gets racist again. <laughs> yeah, he starts getting racist again. I don't know if it was the laser blast that killed him. I think it was the fall. You think he would have learned? They got her in the ass. I'm telling you, cousin, I recognize that guy's voice. He he was also, it says, Boy Meets World and American History X. Oh, that was him. Okay. Yeah. He just had a perm back here. Yeah. And what's weird is I think he kind of looks older in this than he did later on. In, yeah, uh, he does. Boy Meets World. It's weird. Because when I recognized him, I was like, I didn't recognize him from the look. I recognized him from the voice, you know? I don't get why why she's dragging a dead guy into her car. I guess he's not dead yet. Well, that, that, I'll be honest. That was a pretty, we just totally ignored it. But that was a pretty good chasing the way he was running down the freeway ramps and they're shooting lasers. And then he got shot and fell over, actually. And she got shot in her ass. Yeah. That that yeah, was good. Like, they portrayed okay. how hard it hurt when she got shot, too. This dude's stealing eggs. And here's where he joins the resistance, because yeah, he doesn't know why they didn't ask him to, you know, steal this stuff, why they got him. Yeah, because he was saying, I'm the thief. And I like the beginning of this scene. Like, he's listening to some lousy, fake, like, hip-hop music. And he's counting eggs into, like, you know, little containers that he's going to sell. He's singing a song to himself. He's saying, six clucks for 12 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and this guy's obviously, like, why didn't they ask me? I'm the criminal mastermind. I break into houses and watch TVs. <laughs> I got an egg scam going right now. Yeah, he keeps saying that over and over, like, because he basically goes into shock because, I mean, his brother's clearly dying right here because he got shot and he fell off a freeway pass and all that. 
And, like, he keeps saying, like, could have got me, brother. We would have, you know, you ain't supposed to die. I'm supposed to die. The team, the the doctor and the, the other one, I'll be the other one. And I'm supposed to be the one who, who dies and all this shit. Because I'm, I'm going to be Scarface with eggs. <laughs> yeah. I have to admit, though, if the price of eggs went up, and, like, because he even said he stole the eggs or he did something. If you could sell, like, half a dozen eggs for $12... That's like $2 an egg. I, I would be in that fucking business. Yeah. Plus, you know, but any finances, he probably stole that radio, probably went to the house and started listening to music and then finally decided to steal it. Yeah. Because the thing is, is obviously his brother dying is what makes him want to get into the resistance. But uh, I think if, I think if they, they did... Um, if they would have recruited him earlier, I think he really could have stolen all that shit without getting caught. Oh, yeah. Because once Unless he gets he involved later, they, so, they steal a whole bunch more when he's involved. And then all these people in the series, you know, because of their parts in this, become basically local celebrities because that's when he opens that restaurant and right. has uh, Willie help him run it. I wonder if the rubber visitor skin would like ever wear out or if you could just wear it all the time forever. And I'm assuming they probably have to change it or something up there. Yeah. This is He's a, actually doing a good job of acting. I was here. just about to bring that up. He's really good here. He was good in the principal with James uh James Belushi. I thought he did a real good job as the gang leader. He was real scary in that, I thought. Victor Duncan, that was his name. Yeah. I watched that not that long ago. I actually really like that movie. That's the eighties, you know. We could do it. Yeah, I've actually seen that movie a bunch of times. It is good. Yeah, I bought it not that long ago just because I didn't own it for some strange reason. It is funny, though. Like, back then, like, I guess because there's racism and they didn't want to put too many black people and stuff. When you did see black actors, they usually were, like, super fucking good actors. Oh, yeah. Now you get, like, I don't know, you, you get, like, shitty rappers always being actors now. Now here's here's where it ends. Where he says, "This is what you spray paint. This is V for victory." Yeah, because the kids are just like doing graffiti over the visitor posters. It's like bad graffiti. Like they ain't painting like mustaches or anything. No. They just doing squiggly lines. Yeah, but even these kids, you know, they take notice like the power in this old man's voice. How emotional he is. Go tell your friends. Yeah. I'm not as into the old bastard as you are. <laughs> Honestly, I love him. Like, he totally, you know, as far as the storyline, he totally made it count for me. Oh, I think it was all driven. Uh, if you notice, too, it's funny is Diana um, wasn't really in it that much. But, yeah, no, somewhere, they, they, somewhere they took notice how hot she was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, yeah. The, the, I think they made the whole series just to show her more. In all honesty. Yeah. And there's a, there's a part one of a, this aired on a Sunday, and I believe part two aired, but I would assume right on that Monday. Right. Yeah, they don't like it. They don't, uh, this used to be events. You know, even like when they do Sunday night at the movies and they show the edited version of like Stripes, that was a big, you yeah. know, thing back then. Because Star yeah. Wars theme. Yeah, Star Wars theme by John because, yeah, like, the movies and shit were coming to you. You didn't have to go to the movie theater for once. You could just sit at home and watch the movie, you know, whether it be a, you know, a Hollywood theatrical movie or, you know, no, honestly, like, stuff like this, this is, 
V is just as good as a movie, I think. Especially if you can like watch the DVD like this now with no commercials in it. Well, the thing that I say, too, is this movie is... How old is this now? Well, it came out in 83, so they probably shot it like around 82 or something. So we're, we're going, what, over 30 years old? Yeah, over 30 years. And and people still and, and people still like it to watch it. I mean, it had a revival, but you know, Sci- uh, El Rey Network, I think, was showing El Rey or Sci-Fi had it on the other Somebody day. But, was, yeah. You know, and, and that's just it. Uh, are people going to remember some of this other stuff 30 years from now? I don't no, think no, so. Nobody will even remember that Force Awakens came out 30 years from now. No, they might remember Deadly Friend. I probably will remember that because I had the original BB-8. <laughs> so I didn't ask you, who would win in a fight? Yeah, let's ask. Beastmaster or Ronda Rousey? Ooh, that's tough. And the reason I'm going to say it's tough is I think Ronda Rousey could actually command those two ferrets better than the Beastmaster could. But she lost a fight. She's washed up. She, the, I, I kind of forgot about that. I thought she was just the actress from Entourage, the movie. <laughs> Apparently she's still going to be making a Roadhouse movie. Mm, that will change. They'll get that new hot um, up and coming um, MMA chick. I can't remember her name right now, but there's someone that they're like, oh, she, was something Van Zant or whatever her name is. There's somebody needs to cast Natalia from WWE and something. Oh, I would. Uh, you're not kidding. I would see that in a heartbeat. That's, that's the only woman over there that doesn't have the, what do you call it? The standard boob boob job that weighs eighty yeah. pounds. Yeah, she's actually got a good boob job. She has a nice body. She actually yeah. looks like a real woman. I think. I think that's what's better about it. The other ones look like I don't know, cupid dolls or something. Yeah, they all look like they went to the same plastic surgeon. Probably yeah. did. Stephanie McMahon's still hot. I would agree with that, but I, I've seen some fitness photos where she had the uh, Luna Quigley two feet apart boobs. Yeah, she. China. Yeah, China mm. had those too. Just happens when you're too muscular or you just don't have enough fat to really have boobs. Don't forget, you can watch on the on demand, Sunny Side Up. Yeah, but before we go, because this is the Valentine's Day show, and unfortunately we didn't get to, um, you know, too much into the romance here on V Between the Alien, um, you know, whatever. Alien visitor guy and the dumb teenage. So that will happen more in part two. But uh, let's leave on somewhere. I'm Googling Sunnyside up right now to see. I'm afraid to. The details of it and how you can, like, see it or whatever. Let's see. If you want to watch Sunnyside up, you're going to have to go to. I don't know. I'm having a hard time finding it. I'm trying to get the details for the people. I don't know. I'm I'm googling it and everything, and I don't know how you would see Sunny's uh, Sunny side. I would just type in WWE Sunny porn. Nothing comes up though. Let's see. Mm, I'll have to edit some dead air out of here. There's a graphic teaser of it that's been released, but I don't know how you would find this. No one wants to see it, cousin. You know, that, I think that will be the sad thing. Because I think Sunny, you know, she's falling on hard times financially or whatever. I think she's kind of counting on this becoming like a new career for her, you know. And but she's I, ugly now. 
Well, no, I wouldn't say that at all. You can tell she's been a victim of a hard life. Possibly. I would think that's fair to say. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I have to sit through an advertise. I have to sit through advertising for Lexus to see the trailer for Sunny Side Up. Okay, I'd be, here afraid it comes. To, I'd be afraid to have sex with her. Why? She's probably got something. Oh, I'll agree with that. Yeah, I wouldn't, you know. All right. This is just a T. Te- I don't have the. I don't. It just says hardcore backdoor action. Sunny side. Looks like some guy's beating her up. Some guy with tattoos is like strangling her. He's choking her. CM Punk? I, I don't know who this guy He's just some bald guy. I don't know who he is. Stone Cold? It looks rough, though. It almost looks like a rape type situation. Oh, gee. We're not that show. Sunny is, uh. Sunny is, uh. Hmm. She might, yeah, I hate to say this, but she might, she probably should have hit the gym before she recorded this video, I think. Yeah, Sunny doesn't look that good anymore. Yeah. She is still, I'll give her credit. But Sunny Side Up, I don't know how you get it, which is weird, because I thought once I Googled this shit, like, everything would, you know, come up, and I, like, I wanted to do a plug for whoever, you know, because I actually want to see her get back on her feet and not have to do these porns anymore. I'd be just happy if she went back to doing it. She's supposed to be writing a book. There's, there's some more news. You might like this. Um, it's on TMZ.com. Sunny is challenging China to a sex match. I saw it. She says that China could beat her up, but that she, she win where it counts in the bedroom. I'd what? rather have sex with China. How do you win a sex match, though? I don't know. I'll be the judge fans. Yeah. Just with China, I'll give you my opinion as Sunny as she lost already. I found the poster for Sunny Side Up. It literally is just a picture of her from about 1997. And then also a picture of her from about 1998 been over. And it just says, in through the back door. Why Why do all these porns that are so obsessed with the anal sex now? I mean... Why does she still have her Hall of Fame ring, but they kicked Hulk Hogan out? Yeah, I don't know. I don't give it. I think the, I think the hoaxster, he's going to quietly come back. Yeah. So I guess just go to vivid.com, and I'm looking at it now. And, yeah, it's uh, the company. That's where you go. I guess I, I guess they don't even sell DVDs anymore. Like, you can't even, like, get a DVD yeah. to have Sonny sign it for you or anything. It's all streamed now. Yeah. That's kind of disappointing. So I don't know. So I guess that's where you go if you want to know about it or whatever. I'm assuming it's already out. I don't know. Yeah, it's already out. You want another good Valentine's romantic movie, Get Irreversible? Oh. (laughs) See, okay. What I'm thinking from seeing the trailer for Sonny's movie is I think they probably should have just got um, the Tennille to come do the video with their... Because... handled Tennille. See, I think Sonny's been through enough that she could. Ooh. I don't know. Irreversible. Monica Bellucci's boobs. You get to see them, fans. Yeah, I'm seeing the... I'm trying to get the details on this. It keeps saying, watch the full movie now. Click here. But where? Let's see. I want to find out how much it is. for it. Oh, I thought you could buy it. You have to buy a membership, I guess, is what they do. Oh, that's how they get you. Well, they got to make sure you're of age, I guess. But if you buy the membership, you can also see Kim Kardashian 
Some, I don't know who this other chick is. No one who wants to see her. You're supposed to see the, uh, the nasty girl from Teen Mom on MTV. And then some other girl who I think looks like Lorenzo Lamas' ex-wife. Which one? Kim Mutt? No, no, I would be, I'd be joining up, yeah, Sands. So right there for a membership, I can look at three ugly women. (laughs) Yeah, and I saw like the, what do you call it, the, um, like the product page for the Sunny one, because this is the webpage of the website, and just actually seeing Sunny, like the actual photos of it, I'm not lying, cousin, this is very, uh, very sad, I don't like seeing this. No, that's why you just need to relax, watch another episode of V, or possibly Irreversible. I think either one of those would get you in a more romantic mood for Valentine's Day than... uh, than, Sunny side uh, up. I would actually tell people... Because it's very misleading, too, because all the promotional photos for Sunny side up, she's muscular, she's young, she's like much thinner... Not that she's fat now. I mean, she Sunny still looks amazing now. But she's out of shape. Yeah, she just she didn't train for this video, and even if she did, it, I think it'd still be just as. Oh, she got offered a job Monday, and the movie was done on Wednesday. Yeah, this is just very sad. See, I'm actually going to click out of this website now. I don't want to see this anymore. Oh wait, get that get that poop out of your screen there. Yeah. Ugh. And he keeps asking me, do you really want to leave the page? Yes. I don't want to see Sunny defiled like this. Cause it, and it looks like the guy she's doing the video with, in all honesty, it looks like some guy off the fucking street. It doesn't even look like so. Probably was. Yeah. It just it looks like some guy there. she met at Walmart or something. Very disappointing. She probably did. I, I think um, Sunny would be more dignified just doing her Skype shows or whatever she did. Probably. We have to pay to get her on one day. We will. But now that she's got that sunny side of money, though, it might be a little harder. How long is it? Yeah, with, with all the court fines that she's got coming, how long is that going to last her? After taxes, too. Yeah. We'll have to wait for the sunny side of money to run out, and then we'll get her. Yeah, we'll get her back. All right, fans. I guess that's it. We'll be hitting you with part two soon. I hope you had a great Valentine's Ten days. Ten days. Me and Corey, you know, unfortunately, we, we spent Valentine's Day together here recording V, but I think it was worth it. You know, your wife, my girlfriend, we're going to, you know, they're pissed at us. We're going to have to, you know, go and make it up to them somehow. But I think we did. As long as they, as long as they stop going to Christmas parties without us, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as long as that. And, uh, you know, when they start doing, I, like, if you let your woman out by herself on Halloween, I think you're asking for trouble then. But Valentine's Day, it's no problem. Uh, when I was single, I always thought Valentine's Day, I like to call it Drifter's Christmas. <laughs> really? What does that mean? You get any woman you want that's single on Valentine's Day. That is true. Where would you find them, per Bars. Se? Bars, yeah. <laughs> that makes it even easier. <laughs> Uh, what? Be honest, cousin. Modern. You walk into a bar, Valentine's Day, twenty seventeen. A year from now, you see Sunny sitting there begging for drinks. Would you buy her some drinks? Fuck no. Yeah, if she danced for me. <laughs> she, she, <did. laughs> she used to dance for me and feed me peanuts. 
<laughs> like, uh, like you wouldn't even hit on her. It would just be more like a circus atmosphere. Fuck no! I'd be like dance whore, and then I'd throw peanuts at her. Oh, and she'd feed me some peanuts. I'd buy Sunny some drinks. Just feel sorry for her. I wouldn't. Who knows what she'd do? She's insane. Give her twenty dollars cat money. No, twenty twenty dollars. That's actually gold money, buddy. <laughs> twenty dollars. All right. We'll I'd see. be giving her maybe a quarter. I remember when Mick Foley announced no one to the strip club. Mick Foley had all the quarters he wanted from the slots and the girl danced and he gave her a quarter. There's plenty more where that came from. Oh, that's sad. I hope Sonny would never have to resort to that. But anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for spending Valentine's Day with us. We'll see you next time for the second part of V.